politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking. Spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Politankering. Let me introduce who we got with us today. As usual, Mr. Sean Fall. <laughs> and as usual, Doug Boat. And all. Hello, you're not even saying anything either. You just, <laughs> you just hit it. You. <laughs> it's, it's like it's that's him. Sean. <laughs> and that other guy laughing right there is Mr. Sean O'Brien. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> And we are also <laughs> we are also presented today with a nice special guest, Mr. Mike Mariano. Hello, Mike. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. So before we get going, I just wanted to try to give a little bit of a correction from my previous week, because I often make a lot of mistakes and that often happens. So let me just say, I said earlier that ESPNW was ESPN West, when in fact it actually is ESPN Women. Oh, is it really women? <laughs> it is ESPN Women. <laughs> And I feel so you were right. So you were my sexist, first instinct, but also correct. Yes, so my first instinct <laughs> was correct and sexist. So I apologize for that. Or did, what do we decide? Is it sexist or no? Well, either way, I feel like I'm probably going to turn out sexist. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I know they. I think. What the question was whether they should have a, their own channel. I don't remember what how we got onto that. I think I don't remember. I don't know either. It is a little apropos of what we're talking about today okay. because ESPN is the sports channel. And our question today is really going to be, why do we play sports? Oh. Uh, another one's um, uh, questions I'm going to throw out at you guys. Okay. Why do we live and die with our sports teams? What what role should these sports play in, in our lives? What about sports journalism? Do they have the same responsibilities as other journalists? Um, are sports good in general for our childhood and education? And really, at what age should they start playing sports? And obviously, sports brings up a bunch of other ethical issues such as performance-enhancing drugs, gambling, level playing fields, college players receiving payment, which we can delve all, in, all of these into later. But also the government. Our, we are a political podcast, and our government sometimes does get involved with sports depending on the issue. So at what level should our government get involved with sports? Uh, but let's go back to the original one. Why do we play sports? What do you think, guys? Simulation for war. That's it. Makes just sense. Wow. Just a straight competition. Is that more or less how it did, how it did start? I think historically speaking, mostly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's at least the Olympics. What was that game that the the Native Americans used to play? Football. It was, it was an lacrosse, right? Basically, <laughs> it was like a form of lacrosse, but but it was what did they call it though? It was like soccer slash lacrosse, but they would have to kick the ball up through the hole. Hmm. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's I remember. Qu I was Quidditch? thinking that was impossible. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They were like they play with a 20 pound ball and they just punt it into a circle right. that's only about an inch larger than the ball itself. I'm like. I know that was, and they still have the courts. I think it was. It was in that fucking movie. Um, it was in oh, an animated it, uh, movie at one time. 
Not High Lie. Oh, okay. It wasn't High Lie. It was. I, I, I know things from movies. I no, no. It was High literally. Was in the what 80s. movie are you talking about? Like, there were like five movies in the eighties where the rich guys played High Lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only remember from Mad Men actually. Oh, when uh, the one character was trying to get uh, whatever. Okay. Um, no, I don't remember what it's called. It was an old either Aztec game or or Inca game. I don't. I don't remember honestly. Mm. Um, I guess we have fact checking. We can look it up. But oh, yeah. c- continue. I can. I'll look it up. You're driving. Oh. No, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I got the iPad, so yeah. I got a phone. Oh, fine. <laughs> Damn. Do it. Quick draw. Either way. Girl. But yeah, simulation for war, I, simulation I would say, is a war. fair thing. I guess that's true, but I think we definitely... Well, Mike, let, let, let me throw it to you. I mean, what, we, we don't really know much about you. So what is your experience with sports in general? Okay. I played, I mean, baseball, basketball, football, the usual little kid stuff. Got signed up for every league in town. Wanted to join all the others. Um, eventually whittled that down to just baseball. I uh, played baseball in college, and now um, I work in sports still. So probably pretty good to discuss why we put such an emphasis on this. Because I find myself asking that question all the time. Why have I decided to continue doing sports as a career when I could have done a million other things? I could have changed the world. I could have, I don't know, worked a nonprofit instead. I'm <laughs> arguing about baseball right. all day still. Okay. Would you have any fun in a nonprofit, though? <laughs> no, and that's probably goes back to why we play sports. <laughs> right. yeah. Then is it just a game? Um, I, I don't think it is because it takes on a higher meaning for so many people. I don't think it necessarily should take on a higher meaning a lot of the time. But why shouldn't it, though? I mean, it can. I just think it's a little trivial sometimes. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, is it any more trivial than... I mean, it, first of all, it's a business, so it, it's it's fair there, and it is entertainment. I mean, is it any more trivial than... Than art, Sean. <laughs> I'm getting my guess. <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, why we play sports, right? It's a very different answer when we're talking about why we get into sports as a kid and why we still play sports. Why do I still go out and play basketball on Tuesdays and Thursdays? It's not for some greater drive to be a champion or trying to make money or anything like that. I'm playing because I need to work out. And, you know, I'm, I'm fatter than I'd like to be. That's why I go out and play basketball it's on Tuesdays. More fun than just <laughs> but then why, why do you play basketball over just going to the elliptical machine or working out some cardio at the gym? I need a distraction. And I think a lot of times as you get older, sports is a distraction. It's a distraction from everything in your life. Okay. So I think I'd rather go home and I would rather watch, you know, the Yankees play the Red Sox instead of watch the 45th iteration of a Bernie Sanders debate. <laughs> and just for the same reason, I can't just sit there on an elliptical for 35 minutes. I want to pull my hair out after about four, four and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. So I need some sort of light competition to get me going. For sure. <laughs> Um, I definitely think that that when I, I used to play sports too, when I was younger, I started with soccer actually, ironically. And I was one of those Americans who quit after like two years, which seems like <laughs> that's what everyone does. We play soccer at first and we quit. And then I played basketball, uh, and then actually golf, ironically, strangely, but, uh, that's a sport. Yeah. Golf. I mean, it's played by fact. It's played by fact. Oh, I love so. the what is a sport and what not a sport. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely get there. into that. I mean, why not? We're right there. But I mean, golf, the question it could be, could fat guys play it? Then does that disqualify it as a sport? Well, yeah. I mean, it, to, if we're going to get into that, uh, what is a sport? I, I would qualify golf more as a pastime than a sport. Um, I think there is a subtle difference. Um, I, I, I guess the addition of competition kind of takes it away from pastime a little bit, but there are competitive pastimes that we wouldn't call sports. Well, is, a ch- is chess a sport? Let's start there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say no. Okay. Why? Um, cause you're sitting in a chair the whole time. Um, so I, so what? Yeah. Well, wheelchair basketball. <laughs> uh, um, but they, they, they are mobile still. Um, so I think the, uh, the sedentariness of the, uh, so by that logic, if they, if they were in wheelchairs playing. Yeah. Chess is a game, not a sport. 
What about? But, uh, I mean, what, race, I mean, what I'm saying, what if the chessboard is moving? If the chess, <laughs> oh, so we're doing like that game. giant chess where we're actually like, uh, uh, what is that, Alice in Wonderland style, moving? If the- you, I mean, well, that well, sure, that works too. I wasn't even thinking that. I was yeah. literally just honestly, I was thinking about two people and the chessboard all just moving. So oh. Like, you, I mean, like, essentially, <laughs> if you put a chessboard on a ship, um, <laughs> it if, suddenly becomes a sport by your logic. You know, if, if that has some effect on the game, possibly. So if like seasickness, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, if it's like one of those uh, tilty games where you got to get the ball in the little hole or something and so like you can only move when you're that's in such an places. interesting iteration of chess anyway actually like if you do have to have this like weird Some balancing sort of skill act involved to it. Right? yeah yeah um uh, i so I, I essentially is it it's it's the bodily action that's your distinction um bodily action and uh skill versus um uh i guess why is brain power not a skill um, I mean, in golf. Well, that, that's what I mean. I, I'm uh, trying to think. There's got to be a word to define the difference, but the difference between something that is a thought process and something that is a muscular physical action. Yeah, but I mean, then you go into a quarterback in why football. Why is golf not physical? Golf, you have to swing the club. I don't understand that. Um, that's an extremely difficult thing. I don't know if you ever played golf, but to yeah, get the string exactly right, it's like near impossible. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it, like I, I kind of argue that baseball isn't even a fucking sport. So, <laughs> so I mean, wait, that, what is a sport <laughs> for you? <laughs> oh, no. What did you do? Okay, if we are going there, go ahead. I actually think chess is more of a sport, has more in common with other things we universally accept as sports like basketball and baseball and whatnot than golf does. Hmm. I would because agree. in golf, you don't, uh, you can't play defense. So it's more of a competition to me. Who can post the lowest score? You know, right. I can't. I can't go and hit Jordan Spieth's ball hmm. and prevent him from beating me. If he's better than me, he's going to win. Whereas in baseball, you know, I throw a pitch a certain place. You have to try to hit it. In football, I have to try to tackle you. In basketball, I try to block your shot. Yeah. yeah. Even in chess, at least there's a give and take. Totally. If I'm playing well, you, I can prevent you from playing well. So then that excludes like uh, uh, bowling or like shuffleboard or things yeah. like that. I think we have yeah. like a classification issue. It's like a yeah, yeah. squares or rectangle kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. Sure. Uh, by the way, I think that's an awesome idea for a new sport, golf with defense. Mm. So if you could run up and block Jordan Spieth's drive, that'd be sweet somehow. Or you psych mm. him out, some sort of basketball situation. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's okay. We can go there too. That is interesting yeah. as the as the resident golfer, I guess, here. No, I just want to <laughs> make some stupid sport up. But it, I no, I'm currently inventing it. I'm trying to figure out how to play. I played golf oh, all throughout out, high school and college. Yeah, Steve Sheba, putball. Put away <laughs> oh, your There dreams. you go. That's true. Putball. <laughs> Official sponsor. Did I ever tell you about putball, Mikey? No. <laughs> Our friend Sheba started this this crazy fucking, he has a he has a mini golf. It's not mini golf. Back. I know, but to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, okay, a strip of a, fucking AstroTurf in his backyard. It's like a putting um, green. Okay. <laughs> See, I know sports. No, I know. I'm just (laughs) Um, There's three different holes, um, and on either side are uh, about two-foot-tall cement um, banks, I suppose. Um, And there are parts where the ball can fall off, and the sides are not that tall. I'd say that the other sides are maybe, uh, I don't know, four inches tall, something like that, Yeah, two bricks. Um, And the premise of the game is the first round, you just kind of putt all three in, uh, straight shot, whatever. Uh, The second one, you have to bank it off the back wall. Um, and then, so it has to hit the back wall before you bank them in. The second one, you have to do a double bounce. So bank it off the first one, bank it off the back one by you, and then go in. Um, 
And the strip itself is probably a good, I don't know, she was probably going to get pissed at me at like 30 feet, 40 yeah. feet. 30, 40, that's, I'd say. That sounds yeah. 40 feet-ish long. So it's yeah. a legit, it's a crazy fucking game. And he calls yeah. it puttball and it's horrible and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a good advertisement. <laughs> it's not horrible and I don't hate it. It is amazing. I'm fucking horrible at it. And right I on. really hate games that I'm bad at. <laughs> So like, we know why you don't play sports. Yeah, right. exactly right. <laughs> I don't play sports that. anymore. I was good at sports growing up. Um, but what did you play growing up, Sean? I played pretty much everything as a kid. Literally everything. There isn't a sport I didn't play. Um, and then by the time it was middle school, I played still baseball. Uh, that I got into football around fourth grade. So I played football in, fourth, in middle school. Um, and I played hockey up until about, oh, fuck, man, I guess... The Damn for some reason kids. I all of a sudden thought that we couldn't curse on this show. I don't no. know why. I literally said fuck, and I was like, oh, "Am I allowed to curse?" <laughs> you don't want to get an R rating, <laughs> like on my own yeah. show. It's weird. See, or on, on our yeah, show, you know we're already saying. explicit. See, it's I know. Fun. <laughs> um, and I played hockey until probably again, like I don't know, fifth, fifth, sixth grade or something like that, and then I got into golf and I played golf all throughout uh, high school and college or middle school, high school and college. Um, and I wrestled. I wrestled since I was a kid up until about sophomore year of high school. So in in high school, I played football, wrestling, and golf. Okay. Um, so I played a lot of sports. And why'd you stop? I was in college, and I went to Ohio State. So like, however, I did make the first cut of. I think it was my junior or my my going into the spring of my third year, which I thought was going to be my third year. It ended up being my last year there. Yeah. Um. The I they had tryouts. I was working at a golf um, store, and I was better than I was in high school for some reason. I just I got I for some, I just started to hone my swing a little bit better, and I didn't even play that much. And the first and they had tryouts for the walk on, and I'm like, oh fuck it, whatever, I'll I'll go try. And and I shot like a 74. I shot like two over. <laughs> so I made the second day for the tryouts. Um, but everybody who was there was so intense. I mean, it's a D1 fucking school and everybody's so great. Did I ever tell you this? No. The, <laughs> and so I... What's D1? Division one. Uh, okay. It's the, it's the highest possible collegiate. College. Okay. It's like what, what, you know, it's, yeah. So, um... It's probably the top 7,500 schools, something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, um... So, in any event, I, I made the first cut for that one and... And I was going to play the second round in order to possibly get a walk on him. And, but everybody was just so fucking annoying. So I didn't even go and even play the second round. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. This is dumb. These guys are just too, <laughs> I'm not going to be a pro golfer. That was essentially like my logic. I'm like, I'm obviously not going to be a pro golfer. And if I get on the team, I'm going to have to fucking compete mm. in golf for Ohio state. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck that. Dude. There's no way. I always loved when it came to sports for me, I was always more interested in the narrative of it. I didn't really. And I was in, was never interested in the competition. Is there anything that doesn't boil down to narrative for you? Um, I know it's a joke question, and yet for some reason I'm, asking, I'm thinking <laughs> take honestly. It take it seriously. I'm, at least you're processing that now. <laughs> the yeah. concept of joke is like uh, as a, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's all. Fun. It's always. I don't know. It's an honest question. So, um, to answer your joke question, yes, I know that didn't. I know it was rhetorical, but anyway, um, or perhaps no though. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was saying. What were we talking about? I'm sorry. What was my man. point? I no, I don't care. Well, Brad, to give I love you the narrative question. Yeah, go ahead. Is the, there is something? Oh, the narrative. Right. There is something. <laughs> Jesus. There is something mythical about sports. I think, and and mm -hmm. legendary. And we we definitely elevate these these people to legendary status. And sure. I, I was recently watching the documentary on Bo Jackson on the thirty ESPN. Yeah, that's such a 30, great one. These thirty for thirty documentaries, which mm -hmm. are pretty much all 
amazing, honestly. There, there's some are better than others, but I love them all. Anyway, the Bo Jackson was cool because they basically said he was one of the last modern athletes to really be considered a legend and that there was these tall tales, these stories about him yeah. that were, <laughs> they seemed unreal that but people would attest to and say they absolutely saw and he did these crazy things like jumping over a Volkswagen Beetle or something like that. <laughs> and... To be honest, when you watch him play football and baseball, which probably the best two-way athlete, maybe Deion Sanders, the only other one, Mike, I don't know. Can you think there of any? There aren't going to be any others. Yeah, is there anyone who's better than yeah. that? Anyways, but still, the, to when you watch him play, you're like, oh, I can kind of believe this. It is, it, he is that legend. He is that hero. Is it just impossible now, or it was he just that special of a person? I don't think it's possible anymore because right there's always going to be somebody with a video now saying, well, I, I, yeah, okay, it didn't really go 500 feet. He didn't really run over seven people on the way to the end zone. We got the video here. You want to watch it? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think we lose a lot of that today, but it's also, it is, the bar is a little lower for legendary status because you can see it with your eyes that maybe he didn't hit it 500 feet, but he hit it 400 feet and he's only 12 years old. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, and I think that makes it a little easier for the legend to grow. Cause once you see it, then you're more likely to pass it on. Whereas otherwise you just got to wait for everybody to say it to you and talk about it in a bar. And hmm. has there ever been any other two sport, um, athletes out there that are other than baseball and golf or I'm sorry, baseball and, and, um, football Jordan. Well, Jordan's baseball and football, but <laughs> I went so again. Actually, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Jordan wasn't, <clears throat> He wasn't pro level no. at baseball, not even yeah. close. Well, they say he would have made it eventually. Really? Yeah, that he, you know, he was athletic enough. He was just his yeah, skills were poor. He eventually right. would well, have worked hard. Enough I'll throw out Allen Iverson. I love Allen Iverson. I'm, this brings me back to kind of what I was talking about: legendary status. Allen Iverson could have probably played football. He was like a, he could have went to college and played Division One quarterback. He, he was that good. He decided to play basketball. There's a lot of these guys. LeBron could probably play football as well. Yeah. He almost, I mean, yeah, any but, pro but athlete, the, but pretty the point much is that, athlete. I guess. I really wanted to get back to this point of legendary is that we almost elevate our athletes to like do no wrong status some way in some ways. And they definitely are held to a different standard. And I think, Mike, I don't know, you can speak to this recently because we've had definitely had these issues with domestic abuse and in, mm -hmm. in NFL. Like, do you think that athletes are more just under the microscope and that's why we see more of these things or... Uh, do you think they actually are tending towards more criminal activity? Like, are those kind of, I don't know, do you think that we just hold athletes to a higher standard? I think the microscope have something to do with it. I think in football, when you want to talk about even things as specific as domestic abuse or, or assault or whatever it may be, I think a lot of that is a product of the way we teach that sport, is the way we encourage certain types of behavior. And then it's no surprise, or at least it shouldn't be, that it bleeds into the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these guys and as early as elementary school for some of them who are playing Pop Warner ball. I mean, you, you get, there's a celebration when you physically hurt someone. Um, and, and then it's, it shouldn't be surprising that when you spend years in that fishbowl of just hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, be intimidating, be tough, whatever, that you have no other way of dealing with problems. Because a lot of these guys, especially at the NFL level, they weren't very, they, they didn't have a lot going on in their lives outside of football. They weren't academics. They weren't studying. They weren't in clubs. They played football. And they beat people up in a confined environment over and over and over again. So when they reach, when they find any adversity outside their lives, they just respond in kind. Same thing. Yeah. Just, all right, well, I'm going to beat you up now because everybody celebrates me when I beat people up on the field. So, you know, if, if that's what I've got to do to conquer you right now, I'm going to do it here. And so was that not a culture previously or was it just kept under wraps better in the past? I'd bet it was kept under wraps better. Gotcha. You know, because now so it's not a, it's nothing new, right? It's I would assume not. It's kind of a sad reality that in the 
40s, 50s, 60s, I'm sure there was rampant domestic abuse right, and things exactly, like that going yeah. on in these leagues. It's just that we had no way of finding out. Gotcha. It was probably just rampant across the world. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. now it's just more, yeah. it's more understood. It wasn't yeah. even frowned upon for right. the most part. So. I mean, it, okay, so it's, the violence in, in the sport is quote unquote moral. Um, I would argue because of the fact that it is an agreed upon contract that you enter in once you play that sport. So there's nothing immoral about the violence. However, the question I have is, does it potentially foster a culture of violence? Does the sport itself foster a culture of violence? And if so, is the sport itself, does the sport itself continue to be moral? In other words, is football itself immoral? Is boxing immoral? Are these immoral actions that humanity is? Well, there are parents out there who will refuse to let their kids play football or boxing for those reasons. Yeah. Well, do you think it's moral reasons or do you think it's more because they're worried about the kids I, getting hurt? It's probably both, but I definitely think now it's more recently with the CTE type of things and yeah, the chronic, okay. traumatic, you know, whatever. Right. It's, it's oh, is it the head injury? Yeah, the head injury. Yeah, personal safety is definitely number one right now on why you don't let your kids play those sports. Right. Hmm. And I think it's interesting to note now, but, and it kind of brings back to what you were saying, Sean, mm-hmm. about the kind of they signed up for this is their contract. All these athletes, whenever you ask them about, especially the football players, they pretty much just say, yeah, we understand it. We understand the risks. It's kind of what we signed up for. Um, at least the older school athletes. Oh, it's very telling when you hear those guys talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, here's another recent development I thought would be interesting. Just Sean, about, yeah, I, go ahead, I, 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 I wasn't saying that by participating in it, they, okay. <laughs> I wasn't saying that they were being immoral or rather that like whether or not, once you enter into the contract, you know that you could get yourself hurt, right? In other words, the morality had nothing to do with you yourself playing it. It was more a question of fostering a culture of violence by the nature of being a part of the sport. Okay. That's more so what I was talking about. Playing the sport for your own bodily injury yeah, didn't no, really play. I, I just wanted point. to clarify. I just don't think that all. comes into play in any athletes thinking. I'm sure you It's not, agree. but yeah. that's why I'm saying on a political, philosophical level, that's what I'm asking. For is, sure. Is, is it? Mm. I don't know, man. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> no shaking idea, his head man. saying, I don't know, man. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So well, say, go to what you were saying then. I actually kind of forget what I was going, but uh, I was well, thinking- One thing I wanted oh, to ask then real quick is, is that going to um, have a detrimental effect on sporting in general or is- sport- The injuries you mean? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean like football in general. So since people are actively not uh, or holding their children back from participating in Pop Warner and things like that, is that going to change the game inherently? Are they going to change the game to try and suit the fact that they no longer have this big pool of people to pick from? Or is that pool just as big as it ever was because there's impoverished people that need something to do well okay this actually brings me back to what i was kind of talking about and there has been recent developments of this with ivy league schools when they're practicing for football uh yale is the first one to do this but basically they're using tackling dummies as robots with like joysticks and they're controlling them remotely so basically there's no more hitting in practice to prevent Hmm. any sort of actual contact and you know brain issues so i mean now they have changed practice completely where you don't actually hit a person um they're definitely changing the uniforms the helmets those kind of things all the time there's been like the hans device in nascar where the you know the head and neck restraints after dale earnhardt died you know those kind of things is that so, the uh, horseshoe thing around your neck exactly yeah okay. exactly the yeah. robot thing is so fucking weird i don't get that it's gonna be it's gonna be i don't know it just be strange i get it for practice and if, but I, in my mind, if, if it's, you know, if, if you're saving the injuries in college, then you should probably be doing the same thing in high school. So the, the high school kids should probably be practicing with robots as well. And Schools just can't robots. afford it. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the I, Ivy League but, schools can probably afford it. That makes sense. No, no. It's not so much that should everybody doing it or should not. My, my point is that at what point do you tackle each other? 
Like, oh, you know what well, I mean? that's the old conser- mm-hmm. like only, conservative what, argument. Other? They're saying, you know, especially if you don't hit each other in practice, when you do hit each other in real life in the game, it might be even more damaging. You don't know, understand how to take the hit. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Mike, do you kind of agree with that old school philosophy? Do you think that they should be hitting in practice to get used to it? Or? I, I don't want to say that they should be hitting in practice. I mean, I, I've always been of the opinion that you don't need to do unnecessary reps and things like that. Right, yeah, if, if everyone passes a certain test level of being able to hit properly and take a hit properly, then you should probably be excused from the unnecessary reps of practice toughness. And it, it would be a very good thing for high school to lose that as well, because a lot of the coaches are from this old era where they grew up just beating each other mercilessly. And whoever was the toughest guy in the field was the guy who played. It didn't have a lot to do with skill because mm-hmm. at a young age, no one has any skills. So right. it's, you beat up all your opponents, whoever still wants to play at the end grows <laughs> up and keeps playing football. And then you get this, community of guys who just live and thrive on that brutality so you when you hear those guys talk about the modern game they talk about how soft everybody is and how soft the media is and that's not how the game was meant to be played because football doesn't really fit in today's world as we do with morality issues and safety issues and data on concussions and brain injuries Football does not fit into yeah. that little. Ironically, you know, world though, it's we have. the most warlike in many ways, yeah. right? We have the field general, and that you know he takes his men down the field. Well, that's why, though. I mean, again, we we sort of see war as immoral, and because football is so analogous to war in a sense. So you're like, saying we're becoming more hippy dippy and just liberal and gen- progressive, I suppose, where where war and and sports are kind of equated as something from the past. I wasn't saying that. Mike was, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just but curious. I will. Do you yeah. do you think that's the case? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go so far as to say that it's I. I you know, I, w- I don't want to put a, I, I'm hesitant to put a label on it, necessarily speaking. Um, but certainly I would say, it, you know, our society is trending toward, um, uh, you know, peaceful is better. I mean, a peaceful is better mentality. But that's the thing. And everything cycles. So, I mean, you know, we're going to get uh, overrun by the peacefulness and then there's going to be that backlash to violence again. Mm. It it's something perhaps i don't know about that i i feel like that's a swing that uh, that's almost a political swing like the uh, basically the difference between like democrats and republicans when the republicans are in office it's usually because there is a, a sort of bloodlust in the air yeah but that's a big jump i mean do you think we're equally warlike as we were during the crusades um, or during you know do during, you mean america or humanity i would say humanity he, I, that's what I'm saying. Humanity in general I'll let, is. I'll let Sean go ahead on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean there are certainly factions of the world that are that warlike still, without right. a doubt. But it's a small uh, faction. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's the football watching audience. Certainly. No, no, I we, we can. Yeah, obviously, we, you know, we're talking about the Middle East essentially, right? Yeah. I would say I think as far peace as the, has become more popular. It's got a better uh, marketing campaign for since the '60s, since like John Lennon's song about it and that kind of stuff. Well, but it's also just more moral because we're so well, global and everybody. Course, it's always been moral, though. Well, right, but but I would argue that yeah, the majority not of humanity is kind of the epitome of moral. Right, see what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the majority of humanity is is trying to be moral. I would say, you know what I mean? Mm. Even even if you are warlike, you're warlike because you feel that you're. Um, beliefs essentially are are stronger and are the most moral because of whatever your justification is. It doesn't yeah. matter. But, you know, um, the so, best villain is always the hero of his own story. What? <laughs> I, I, Narrative. Yeah. No, Great. I get it. <laughs> I understand what he's saying. It's not what I'm I talking don't. about. So please explain <laughs> Um, go ahead. Sure. We'll go on a little tangent. No, no I'm just kidding. We don't have okay. to. Fine then. <laughs> no, explain. 
Uh, basically just, um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, narrative and storytelling, usually the the best way to create a villain is to create someone that is uh, thinking that they're doing the right thing. Someone that is is morally justified in their own mind for the actions that they're taking. And so that mm. creates a, a believable humanism. I don't think there is true good and evil in the world is basically what it comes down to. I think that everyone has their own justifications for things. But we talk about this yeah you can ba- so, yeah. But, but you're 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 pulling back on what you had agreed because i don't know shit about sports about about moral justification of things you're you're going back to the idea that there is no true morality mm-hmm. right which is which isn't necessarily so the, there there is a way to to um recognize the moral justifications behind things and there can be a recognized and agreed upon morality, which ultimately trends toward peacefulness. I, I understand. We've had this argument. I, I mean, right, and, but that's why when I was saying, I know, but it's, but that's kind of what I was talking about. And if, if that is the presupposition or not so much the presupposition, I mean, there is a justification for that, you know, belief. Um, if that is the trend of our society, our collective global society, then violence ultimately falls by the wayside and it, won't be, as you said, a pendulum situation mm. where we'll go back to being warlike because we know because that's just the case. You know it's, what I mean? It's not necessarily that we go, uh, you know, it's uh, there's this there's a difference between how the populace feels and what the tonality of the media is. And I think that's what shifts. And I think that, you know, it's more just we've heard these voices for so long that we're going to perpetuate these other voices. Then we're going to get sick of these voices and we're going to perpetuate the other voices. Sure. I don't think that, you know, when when things culturally shift like that, I don't think it's really the the populace that is making those decisions. It's more just media steering us one way or the other and they have to keep the narrative fresh. I don't disagree with that but I don't know if I would go so far as to say the media will ultimately start to encourage war and violence do you uh yeah 911 um like depends it, who's controlling the media exactly yeah I mean that was that was a big part is of, it a free press or is it controlled by the Nazi government but this is really far from sports I mean well not really <laughs> I mean we, we, we this is okay fair enough well, okay <laughs> one thing I want to say is that bring us back Joey we're, 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 we'll, go, we'll go back we're this is what happens when Joey drives the, yeah we go all over the road <laughs> it's so true go ahead. Um, but here's what I'm gonna say we're forgetting the money thing we're forgetting that I think war has become less profitable since the past. 60 years since World War II. That's kind of why we're kind of ebbing towards that too. You think war has become less profitable? Yes, for sure. It used to be World War II was profitable for Ford and those companies who made the engines and the tanks. Now it's only profitable for a few companies. It's not profitable for the country. Oh, That's what I mean. It's profitable Uh, for the, it's profitable for the people who want us to go to war. Halliburton, Lockheed, we talked about this last one, Mm -hmm. but, well, yeah, I mean, but it was a different war. I mean, if we had another world war, yeah, that would certainly be profitable for everyone again. Right. I just don't think that would it's be true. It's just a question true. of scale. Yeah, We just maybe. haven't had a war on that I don't, scale where I don't it's think been. We, I don't think even if we mobilized into a world war now, we would have that. But let's try try to go back. I'm going to see if I can... <laughs> Sports? See if I can do this. <laughs> you can You can try. I, I can get us back pretty quickly if you want. <laughs> yeah, pivot maybe. <laughs> do do see do me. You keep doing the pedal. He's going to take the wheel. <laughs> that's good. There you go. That's Perfect a good analogy. Well it. said. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, you just fumbled the ball. I'm the quarterback. Did, you're my well, running back. Well done. Um, <laughs> the, what the fuck was? Oh, uh, our sports a simulation for war. 
I think they well, they used to be maybe for Sean was was saying, and we even talked about this before with the soccer being the person's head. You know, I think mm. as it mm-hmm. was, but I don't think anymore. Uh, I think when we raise our kids, they're just simply competition. I think it's it's taken more generalized tones. I think just making your kid learn about team sports is a good thing in general for making them share and learning stuff and how to live in society. I think those are just good lessons to learn. And competition is obviously something we prize in a capitalist society anyway. So seems to be the way to go. Right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, anything to get us away from this self-congratulatory system that we've evolved of everyone being a winner. So you don't want a participation trophy? Oh, God. I threw out many of those in my childhood. Mike, how do you feel about that? Did did you get a participation trophy? I don't care for participation. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little silly. Yeah, okay. Uh, Why is it silly? Well, I think on some level, there needs to be a realization of things you're not good at. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think telling everyone, hey, you did great, here's your award just encourages them to keep showing up. And mm-hmm. I don't I think in sports it's easy to make that seem like a, you know, a, a bullying tactic or or feed more of the nonsense in to like football like, you know, oh you're not tough, you know, you're weak, go away and that doesn't make you feel good then you're upset. Well, on some level, you probably shouldn't play football anymore. So nice. if I keep giving you awards and trophies and pats on the back, you might think, "Well, I'm good, man. They keep giving me these awards at the end of the year. I need to keep showing up." No, you should probably go try something <laughs> else. You should find go on to the next thing. Get into theater, politics, whatever your entertainment is, whatever you want to do on the side, move on. Pick another thing. Right on. So, as, as is my custom, the slippery slope argument is essentially why I even keep score at, at all. You know, you, you, if you're just going to participate. Yeah. Well, because some people are good. Well, that, but I mean, if we're just going to try and reward everyone equally and we're going to try and tell everyone they did a good oh, job. Oh, you are, I'm sorry, you, sorry, you were in defense of, of there yeah, shouldn't be. Uh, provocatory, sorry. No, no, go but, for it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I, did, I was understanding your point. Okay. Go for it. I'm sorry. Oh, that Continue. was my point. There was no continuation. <laughs> it, if, just, it, it, is, I participation mean, do, trophies do, are Will we devolve to... into the point where we just won't keep score at all? And in some cases, actually, I believe that it that does happen. I think there are some Before you like, reach games whatever, 10 or something or 11, they don't keep score. Maybe oh, really? it's like 8 or maybe it's like Usually 7 or 8. it's about 8. Maybe it's 7 In or baseball, eight. it is at least. T-ball, really? and then the next grade, and the next grade, you really are just out there playing. Was that right. when you guys were playing? Because when I was a kid, I remember keeping score constantly. We kept The score. kids would keep score. Yeah, we kept score. Oh. But there would be no champion. No record. Oh, like okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, and that makes sense. When you're five, six, yeah, give the kids yeah. trophies, yeah, exactly. let them have a pizza party, and that's it. But totally. eventually, you have to stop giving everyone trophies. I suppose. Right. But you think that's the age? You think eight is good around there, nine, ten, something like that? I don't have a problem with eight. Yeah. I think you give the kids a taste. You let them grow up. You know, they're still very small. They don't really understand what they're doing most of the time. They're not, they don't even know they're playing baseball most of the time. It's <laughs> yeah. mostly dads <laughs> shuffling them. Like, no, 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 don't stand there. Stand here. Things like that. Um, but at a certain point, you need to start saying, okay, hey, you're very good at this, you know. Let's congratulate you for being top of the class here, and then you'll go find the other kids who are top of the class, compete, and you'll try to grow up and graduate and move on. And the rest of you, I mean, you can keep playing. There are other leagues. There are things you can do where everybody will hang out. We're just in it for fun. But I think you need to keep those things separate. Okay. It might even be a little too late. Um, Could be. Remembering remembering back, I almost feel like if I really wasn't good at something by eight and I was getting a, a trophy for it, I still might continue to play based on your logic that base, you know what I mean? Um, at eight, I think seven or six, I might not have cared, but if I didn't get something at eight, it would have been, it, it would have been a, it would have been a bummer. Hmm. It probably would have been, it definitely would have been more of a bummer at eight than seven. Um, I can't even differentiate between those years in my mind. I, that's what I was going to specify. Right. I might be the anomaly weird one here in order to, that I remember those two different ages, but huh. 
I, I don't know. But anyway, it sure. Who knows? Eight, seven. Who fucking? <laughs> I'm not a child psychologist. I have no idea the difference. Uh, go ahead, Joey. Okay. Let me just completely shift it up here. Oh, uh, okay. Performance enhancing drugs. We all know about the controversy behind this. Uh, I'm maybe if he dies. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ivan Drago mm-hmm. from Rocky Four. Ivan. Ivan. Yeah, four. Ivan. Come on. I'm trying to give you the Russian <laughs> pronunciation. Uh, Ivan. In, really. Like maybe sure it's the correct Russian pronunciation. I don't think but that was not ever the used pronunciation in Rocky IV. In the movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's Ivan Drago. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> but if you go by Drago, anything that Sylvester Stallone says in the movie, you're going to get the pronunciation. Yeah. The fact that you understood what I said was impressive. So Ivan Drago. Yeah. God. Okay. So he's taken some steroids. Rocky is chopping trees, running through snow, mm-hmm. running up mountains. Like American. Impossibly <laughs> running like up mountains. Like a Russian, actually. Uh, that was true. the whole point. So, You're right. And he, and he defeats communism in the end of the movie, by the way. So, yeah. so anyways. Sure. So how do you feel about that, Sean Faw? Communism? Well, not communism. <laughs> how do you feel about the fact that Rocky is the guy who's not taking anything and the evil villain is the guy who's taking the drugs? Do you... Oh, the, I mean, that was just total 80s propaganda and Reagan and uh, For you sure. know, say no to drugs and everything. But do you think that drugs are inher- or taking performance enhancing drugs is inherently an evil thing? Oh, God, no. So you think that we, uh, should athletes be allowed to take them? Yep. All of them? Yep. Okay. <laughs> do you guys all agree with that at all times? Do you think that just to make it a level playing field, we should just let them all take any drug they want? No. I, I think it, it, a lot of it is saving them from themselves because the way the incentives are lined up, they have no reason. I mean, it, let's say you're a fringy guy and you have a chance to make millions by being just incrementally better. The incentives are lined up for you to take anything and everything you can and sell out. And as that trickles down, you're going to have kids who aren't only incrementally away from their goal. They're massively far away and they're still taking these drugs and everyone is putting their body in jeopardy. Now, if we're talking about things that are more modern and don't have those downsides, then I don't have a lot of reasons why they shouldn't take those things. Okay. So if there's no side effects, they, they should just simply have them as a legal drug to take for these sports. I have a problem telling you you can't. It's tough for me to say, right. I don't think you should be able to take this. It's just going to make you better and stronger and faster and smarter. I, I feel like, <laughs> is, why, why, why can I tell you you can't do that? Yeah. Isn't that no. like the, uh, G, is it GHB that's like... Um, a, <laughs> that's Rohypno. That's, that's oh, that's the, the date rape drug shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, what's the human uh, growth HGH. hormone? Yeah, HGH. Oh, human. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can do acronyms. Um, but <laughs> is isn't that stuff uh, fairly innocuous? Isn't that um, something that doesn't really have that much of a side effect, but is still very much uh, uh, illegal in the system? Yeah, very much so compared to the old school drugs you would take in the 70s, 80s, 90s that would have massive side effects and and cause you long-term issues. I mean, they give HTH to like little kids who are projected to be abnormally small. Hmm. Uh, One of the best soccer players, maybe the best soccer player right now, Lionel Messi, took HTH when he was younger because he was super small. And now he's like, he's only like five five now. He's still really small, but he's the best soccer player maybe of all time, honestly. He's amazing. So the fact that they prescribed HTH to him when he was younger, but he can't take it now is kind of... I don't know. Do you yeah. think it's hypocritical in a way? They also take a much, much larger dose of it when you're taking HGH to be a superstar athlete sure. and mm-hmm. get that edge than you are when you're a little kid trying to grow up. Another interesting point might be also that they measure testosterone. Mm-hmm. And this might get us to a transgender issue here because especially with Bruce Jenner being an amazing Olympic athlete and Caitlyn Jenner now, uh, I think, and also like who is in the record books? Is Caitlyn Jenner in the record books? Is Bruce Jenner in the record books? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Should they be testing for 
testosterone? Is there a certain level where, you know, you're eventually not a woman or something if your testosterone levels are above a certain point? Yeah. At the Pro-Am, does Caitlin get to hit from the women's tees? Uh, that's a good question. I would well, say yes now. Yeah. But she's, right. st she's still got like the muscle and bone structure of a man. She's got the cock of a man. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> no, she's still got it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need to read a few more books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, we, we talked about this before, but yeah. at, like at what point? We didn't answer it though. No, no. And we, there isn't an answer. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Okay. Well, they do gender testing in the Olympics. Like not just let's measure testosterone levels. They do full blown gender testing. How do they test? I have no idea. Yeah. I know that's on the list of things. They test your blood, hair, urine, everything they can get a hold of. And if they deem you not manly or womanly enough to compete in that event, mm -hmm. you don't get to compete. So there's always rumors and hearsay about like, oh, so and so never tries to play for the Olympic team. Do you think that woman's actually a man? You know, why else would they not play? They're one of the best you know, Americans in their sport. Why don't they play in the Olympics? Okay. Let me kind of just throw this to something completely different. Unless you guys have anything else to talk about for that. I was going to say. Well, okay, go ahead. Do I, don't, I don't know if I do. I feel like it bears discussion. <laughs> um, just philosophically speaking. I don't know if we've cracked it. I guess it's fair. I mean, if they test it, is it moral to test it? But then if we're testing, are we testing for genetic component or are we testing for uh hormone levels so i mean are we still going to allow someone that was born genetically a male to transition well, let's, but let's, still have the gene the genetic male code let's start slightly earlier than that why do we differentiate between uh male sports and female sports it is, in the first place it, it's a physical difference from my understanding i okay. mean you know they're yeah that's yeah. that simple yeah. a woman can't hit a ball as far that's, typically yeah. a, a, a a woman can't you know punch as hard as a man uh typically again sure. So that's yeah. the starting point. That's the yeah, basis. It, yeah, you're not supposed to say that anymore, but yeah, that is. I no, what I asked is why we have it in the first place. Yeah, we yeah. clearly have women's sports yeah. versus men's sports. So the question is, why is there a distinction between the two? And if the rationale behind the distinction is what we just illustrated, then that's fine. That's, yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying it if I that's suppose. the case. No, yeah. Um, we're just trying to understand it. Um, so if that is the case, um, is it not then simply a question of how how far you can hit the ball, how well you can hit the person or, you know, how, how accurate, whatever, how powerfully you can hit the person, how quickly you can run. Um, so in other words, could there be a point at which a woman could compete with a man based on that rationale? If a, if a woman is just as, as, um, strong or, yeah. you know, or whatever as a man, then that's, then they can compete with the men. Sure, well, what is our, what is our justification? Women who are way more talented than I am. Right. Yeah. Basketball is perfect. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so there's no, so then why can, should women be allowed to play in the NBA? Sure. But right. they're going to have to pass an unbelievable threshold. I mean, exactly. the right. example I'm talking about, I've played basketball, you know, in, in morning ball is what we call it, where we just, you know, wake up early and play for a workout. I've played against collegiate women's basketball players who are light years better than I am, but right. they're nowhere near as talented as the men's collegiate. Right. Especially considering yeah. how many, how, how few NBA players there are and how many, you know, male basketball players in the world there are anyway. So it's hard and to do that. How much of but, that would you attribute to pure genetic disadvantage versus the opportunity disadvantage though? Most of I, it. Most, most of, of it, it to it genetic? genetic yeah. Okay. You know, because I mean, even if you look at the WNBA, most of those women aren't six eight. Right. Most of the guys in the NBA are. are true. And they run okay. like gazelles. Right. <laughs> But still, I mean, there is. So, again, we, we, we've said sure and we agree. And I would assume the NBA would agree as well. If there was a woman who was good enough to play in the NBA, yeah. I'd be hard pressed to, to think that the NBA wouldn't allow her. Isn't and there considering a woman in the NHL? Well 
I don't know. I would imagine there probably is. I think um, there was like a goalie. Or, oh, minors. Okay. Yeah, there might be a woman goalie in the NHL. I think right it's on. the same thing. I think if there she are was many. In the NHL, you would know. No, not, not, not yet. Not yet. Talking yeah. about it everywhere. Right. On. Probably. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I guess the same thing with football. Like if there was a woman football player, the, the NFL would be would would let her play. I guess let her play. I know it's even that's weird to say, but it's Kathy true. Ireland. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to say a kicker because that's that movies, was sex up, but right? Isn't there? Well, there's been fictional movies, but I mean, like actually. They would, she would be super popular that she, you know, right. the team would sell tickets and you know, right. the, the owner would be corrupt and, you know. Although I think Necessary <laughs> Roughness was a college sports yeah, team. Okay. Um, I don't know how we both know that. <laughs> I, I know sports movies. That's, right. I don't I know say, well, Is this a Goldie Hawn um, movie? No, the, no that was, that was, um, what's that oh, one man. Uh, I keep wanting to say yeah. Private Benjamin. Like Bugs no. or Ladybugs yeah, yeah. or something? Uh, no, no, Ladybugs Lady was, was also uh, very That good. was Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know these movies. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like Bobcats or something like that. Yes, Wild it was Bobcats. Wildcats. Wildcats? Yes, it was Wildcats. Wild, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but okay. So we, we've, we've, we understand that a woman could play in a sport, in a men's sports team based on that distinction. Um, now, the question becomes should men be able to play in the women's leagues? No. <laughs> okay, and why? Never. I mean, even at, in at sports any... where they don't offer a men's option, like field hockey. Hmm. That's interesting. No, I still say no. And even <laughs> at any why? point in the transition. Well, field hockey, I feel like is defined as a female sport, right? Is I forget that, the definition. Is that not true? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, no, not really. I mean, it doesn't. I, I would doubt in the Maybe rules it, becomes, it says it's like a level playing field thing. It's the same reason why yeah. we have two different sports or two different, you know, separations. Although, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious more about which sports have the closest gap. Like, which sports okay. are, are women going to make that breakthrough in? And my guess uh, actually would be tennis. Golf. Oh, oh, tennis. Maybe yeah. golf. I would say tennis. I wouldn't say golf. I feel really? like Serena Probably Williams golf, can no. beat, like, a shitload of professional men. Maybe a couple men's players. Hmm. How about bowling? Maybe, like, the worst men. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you would think bowling would bowling, be. Yeah. yeah. Like a skill game versus a... Uh, like, oh, uh, maybe, like, pool or something? Billiards. Yeah, yeah, billiards. yeah billiards probably might be the closest. Hmm. Um... But I also just don't know. Um, oh, billiards! Man. I thought billiards was like open gender. I I, I, I don't, don't know, probably, but I don't think mm. so. I would imagine. Yeah, like a, billiards are. Every time I've ever or... seen it on NBA and on ESPN, it's always yeah. either two women playing or two men playing. I don't uh-huh. think I've ever seen a male and a woman playing at the same time. That could mm. just be the infrequency in which I watch yeah. billiards on fucking ESPN. But I only watch strip <laughs> billiards. So. There's a strip billiards. I don't know. You're just fucking around. Okay. Okay, so the plot of Joanna, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so but <laughs> um, so we've answered, we've vaguely answered. I don't think we have answered whether or not men can play in women's leagues or not. That was my plot of Joanna, man, Joe. Oh, yeah. um, do you want to? He it. he's a man dressed as a woman playing in the WNBA. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I was unaware. Good sure. for you. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, but again, so it's just the idea that a man can can just run the table, or all of a sudden, it, what? Then should women be allowed to have their own league in which they can play the sport that they want? Yeah, if uh, they can't play in a men's league based on the based on the abilities that we've kind of outlined. Yeah, I think this is the argument for female sports. And okay, and right, so let's reason, look at this another way: yeah. should we be allowed to have a white guy basketball league? <laughs> mm, no. Well, of course not. Because why? Well, because it comes down to, again, whether or not somebody is better at the game. If you want to say that all white people are less good at basketball than black people and therefore there should just be a white people league, then you could make that argument. You could. I um, mean, if you look at the demographics of the NBA, I mean, assuming true. the cream has risen to the top. Yeah. True. 
you know, no pun intended. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, uh-huh. and these sorts of things happen all the time where you find out there's like a league in like, you know, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where, you know, they don't oh, like only black guys or something oh. like that. Oh, know? wow. Yeah. And well, yeah, I guess if there's a market for it, there's going to be a league yeah, for it. If it's it. a level playing field kind of thing. Yeah. They do have um, height limits, right? Don't they have like five, like six feet under leagues or something like yeah. that? So it's uh-huh. the same sort of thing. Yeah, because you can't dunk on people or just like play above the rim, which is just, you know, a different level of basketball, yeah. which I cannot defend. Yeah, in college, yeah. they have sprint football. Which yeah. is football for guys under, I think, 180 pounds. Mm. And why is that any different than wrestling then, where you have different weight classes for everything? So you... It's a little different with wrestling because it is just two people playing against one another. So if, if one guy is ridiculously heavier than another guy, then you're, you're simply not in the weight class. So it's the same question of like boxing or whatever. So there's no, I mean, you, you physically well, I mean, just isn't can't. that the whole point of the UFC though? Like the idea that, you know, the little guy can beat the big guy if he's got well, no, the UFC doesn't have weight classes. Anymore. Yeah. Oh. USC has weight. Do they have weight classes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's been a while since I watched. Although the original UFC wise. was just, yeah, it was, sign yeah, up yeah, if you want to fight. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Kumite. Yeah. Bloodsport. Totally. <laughs> that is the last remaining. Yeah. Um, so no, so the the I don't think that that logic follows with with person to person games. Right. But um, I mean I I do feel that we need to discuss it. Is there a point when someone is transitioning from male to to female that they are allowed to compete? Or does their genetic code always disbar them? Oh right. I guess we haven't answered that yet. Yeah. Um well no, I no, because I okay, right. So I think what I was going for in the first place was there is the pro league, right? Which unfortunately at the moment is dominated by men simply because of a male's ability to hit the ball farther, run faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is arguably more entertaining to watch um, because it is this sort of feat, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if any human being can has the capabilities of, of playing in that league, then fine, right? You can do that. So if you're transitioning, transitioned, et cetera, whatever transgender um, uh, point you're at um, and you have that ability, you can play in the big leagues, right? But of course, the real question you're talking about is um, a man transitioning to a woman. Can, should they be allowed to play in the female league? Um, you know, uh, I don't I don't know. I, I if it is a question of ability and we've made we've made the argument that men should not be allowed to play in the women's league because they're in that in between. Right. They're not good enough to be in the ultra in the ultra ultimate mm-hmm. awesome league. Um, and yet they. But of course, you know, they are good enough to be in the women's league. However, they just aren't as a gender in that sense, in that instance. (sighs) You can say it, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) I just don't know, man. Do you guys know? I don't know. Should a man transitioning to a woman be allowed to play in the WNBA or women's golf? Well, or, uh, well what would happen if, or Steph, if Steph Curry became Stephanie Curry and went to the WNBA and just dominated? I mean, he would Wait, score. Steph is a man? Right. None of those yeah. words made Sorry. sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay. So Steph, Mike is the only one with you. Steph, Steph Curry is the best basketball player right now. Okay. okay. She's the MVP of the best team right now who just won. Oh, it is. Steph, Steph Curry is a girl. No, it's a guy. No, no. He played. Oh, I think I said he, she. He's a guy. He's a guy. Nice for the Warriors. Okay, and for... conveniently for this argument, he's not six foot eight, monstrous man. He's you know six and a few inches. Oh, he's, I see. He's Steph Curry. He's I know you're talking about. Guys, yeah. point guard. I know you're mm. talking about. Okay. Anyways, he's probably the best player right now. He's the MVP of the Golden State Warriors, who just won seventy three wins in a season, which is the record for teams ever. Mm-hmm. They just beat the Bulls, your your team. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, so, so Steph Curry made that transition to becoming a woman, Stephanie Curry. He would be 
unbelievably good in WNBA. He would, first of all, he's scoring like 46 points a game in the NBA. He would, he might score a hundred points a game in WNBA. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, nice. I'm not even exaggerating because he, cause they that good a shooter, mm -hmm. but, um, it, it would ruin the sport in the WNBA. I'm sure who would, I mean, what, what, what would happen? Well, actually, if anything, it would, it would probably do be good a, things for the sport well, because maybe, I think more people would watch. I know. I'm actually right now yeah, that I think like I would love to go attraction. see. I mean, I don't Steph know if there's, yeah, I don't know if there's an incentive for the player themselves to play for the women's team um, if they are good enough to be in the yeah, men's league. If they're already the best in the men's league, that's a hard thing to say. But it, but I think it might do good for the sport to have a transgendered um, male as a female playing in the sport just because there's, I mean, that's why we watch sports in the first place to see how fucking good the person is to do the thing. Yeah, but you wouldn't, you'd be watching with that asterisk. You'd be watching right, knowing yeah. I'm watching a former man. I know. You're almost watching with I a know. freak show mentality. Yeah. Like. I know, but I mean, if we don't have a justification for why they shouldn't be allowed to play, if they are, again, so this is presupposing they're in the in-between, right? They're not yeah. good enough to be in the NBA. They are good enough to be in the WNBA. Um, or they're even good enough to be in the NBA, but they're, you know, the no, lowest I, I would say I, I would say if they're good to be in the NBA. Okay, well, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. So they, they are good enough, but in the lowest in one league, they could be or, yeah. in the other. Okay. Um, I, I don't have a moral justification for saying that they aren't allowed um, or that they shouldn't be allowed. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean they should be allowed. <laughs> it is that in, the in between. But I, I don't know why they wouldn't. So, should there be a separate argue, league then? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, I mean, I guess there can be if you'd like. But if we've made that distinction and I don't have a justification for it, then I, you know, I, I then they can theoretically, which is fine, <laughs> right? It's not that they should or shouldn't, but yeah. they certainly can from the math equation of it. Yeah, but exactly. Um, so. If that is the case and it's an incentive for the WNBA to have them in the sport and it's and it, it is arguably a incentive for the player to be in the sport, um, I would say everyone kind of wins. So I don't see a downside to it. I, might, I don't have a moral justification well, one way or the other, but I don't about, see a downside if ultimately. And that's the other thing. We, we didn't answer why why we play sports at all. So if it is perhaps just a form of entertainment. And that is entertaining. What's the problem? But you, well, what were you saying? Yeah, as far as the downside, I mean, what about the the women that are at the top of the WNBA now? And then all of a sudden, a, a you know, this middling player in the NBA gets a sex change, comes over to the WNBA and becomes the biggest thing in, in that section. Mm -hmm. um, is, is, isn't it detrimental to those people that were actually... Um, vying for that position. Now they can no longer even hope to achieve that. Um, it depends on their rationale and reasoning behind it. I mean, if they are, if they were born as a man who identified as a woman, um, and and in their, you know, it's 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 hard to prove that one way or the other. Knowing certainly. the hearts of mortal men, exactly. Yeah. But but let's just presuppose that <laughs> let's presuppose that their intentions are good and they they <laughs> want to be or they you know they are they do identify as a woman. Um, and they also I love playing basketball. Intentions are bad, but yeah. I know. But, <laughs> um, but if that is the case, then I don't see a reason why they shouldn't. Now, if somebody has a more malevolent angle where they are just being greedy and they 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 go through the act of having a sex change simply for the fact of doing it, I can't say that they're not allowed. But I would certainly say that they're un they're they're you know they're being immoral for doing so. Yeah. So, I mean, you're making the rule there. You're, you're in charge of the WNBA. You got to make a decision. Are we going to make that rule based on what your no, you heart can, says? No, you can let them in, but mm. they are acting immoral. But if, if we're talking about a middling NBA player, man, who's changed into be a woman, why he should 
still be able to compete at the NBA level, why wouldn't he just play in the NBA? Well, right, exactly. Well, because he can go down the, to the WNBA and become a superstar. Yeah, he can make so he can make the minimum of dollars yeah, and endorsements. Or you wouldn't make you don't make any money in the WNBA even as the best player. Right, so that was the other the, point. The incentives Good. don't line up. Okay, I, I have no yeah, idea. No, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, talk to us about that. What's what is the, the the monetary distinction between the majority of women's sports and male sports? Do you, do you know the gender most pay of the gap? time, especially mm-hmm. in the major sports, it's not even close. I mean, yeah. the women. In WNBA basketball, actually, for women's basketball players, you can make money overseas. You can go overseas and make close to a million dollars a year. There may be some who make more. I don't know exactly. But I know you can make a very good wage in European women's basketball. Is this like a respectable thing or is this that thing where they're like playing football in bra and panties sort of? No, it's a respectable thing. Yeah, it's not the lingerie football. They they are very talented women. All our best female basketball players go, and I think in the offseason, And play in European basketball leagues. Gotcha. But in America, they don't really make any money because the WNBA doesn't make any money. Mm. So, you know, you would make like, I'm guessing here, I, I'm pretty sure m- most women in the WNBA make less than $100,000 a year. Gotcha. The minimum in the NBA is five times that. Hmm. So it wouldn't make sense in this analogy for the NBA quality man to go right play on. in the WNBA unless it was a pure PR play. And you could argue that they'd make more by expanding their brand. They'd be on Oprah. They'd, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. It wouldn't really make any sense. Unless they're the the catalyst yeah. that turns the WNBA into something that yeah. becomes right. I mean, you, your your analogy would work if you took like a middling college basketball player who would never play in the NBA, who you would argue that could still be a star in the WNBA. Gotcha. But the finances don't make a lot of sense. Right and, and I think that's an important part of it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about your argument of if you bump a woman who otherwise would qualify for the WNBA out because of a transitioning guy, why is the NBA, WNBA there in the first place? Mm-hmm. Is the WNBA there because organically people decided they like watching women play basketball so the league grew into what it is or is it kind of a PR thing on the NBA's part where they want to give women a stage that they may not otherwise have it's likely the latter yeah it's likely the latter so in that case if we're bumping women out of that league for transition guy I mean you're kind of defeating the purpose of why the league is there it's not a organic thing that we decided this is great entertainment and we want to watch the WNBA it's something the NBA said we're going to grassroots we're going to we're going to bump this a few notches up because you know it's a nice play i didn't realize they were actually affiliated i assumed it was oh, yeah. thing. Okay. no no the uh, i believe when it started most nba franchises had to contribute to the operations of a WNBA franchise gotcha so that's why they're in uh, cities together hmm. and they all look they have the similar logos like the sparks yeah. and the lakers have the same colors like all right okay. oh wow interesting Anyways, I, oh, oh go I, ahead why is there not a professional women's baseball team that'd be fucking rad well, I mean, if you want to talk about this America, nobody wants to watch it, then... Okay, fair enough. They also split yeah, all the women who would play baseball, baseball into softball anyway. players. Yeah, so yeah. softball, <laughs> old people, sports old people watch baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I love baseball, actually. Oh, Baseball's right. probably my favorite sport to watch. I, yeah. I, I can't watch sports, but I really can't watch baseball. Yeah, like, it's not it, uncommon. It, yeah, yeah, it's just so tedious. Yeah, I, but I guess that's why I don't see... I, okay, watching it at home is tedious if you're not doing anything else, or at least it can be. Um but going. Are you going to argue that if you have enough beer, it's entertaining? Like, no, you can sit there on your phone and do other. You know, no. I mean, it's, it's a game where you can do other things. <laughs> Why? Like that's that's not an argument for any other form of entertainment. Um, it's like listening to music. <laughs> yeah. Like listening to music. 
I, I suppose, but when you're talking about paying like, what is it, fifty to one hundred dollars a ticket to go to a game? No, no. Like, okay, so going to the game is a different story, right? That's why I was going to say, if you go to the game, then it's it's more of a communal activity, and and you can kind of discuss the game, and there's time for reflection, and you can talk about the game while you're watching the game, rather than being so immersed in the game itself. So going to the game is awesome. Going to baseball games is so rad. I love going to baseball games. <laughs> watching at home is can be tedious. Just sitting. If we should uh, do a podcast at Dodger Stadium, I think. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll go a little Dodger. Game. Fucking down with that. Yeah. When there's not baseball, a game. A lot of people, you focus on the wrong things. I mean, you don't watch baseball for the same reason you watch football and basketball. You watch basketball for constant action. You watch soccer for constant action. In baseball, if you're not watching for the one-on-one dynamic of the batter and the pitcher and the strategy and the just the pure watching a guy when he's hitting standing in the middle of the field by himself. None of his teammates are around him. He has no help. If he does not succeed here, the team will fail. If you're not watching it for that dynamic, you're probably not going to be that into baseball. Yeah, it's more like watching a chess game than like, yeah. that's kind of why I put it in that same category, I think. Yeah, but. That's interesting. It's a, it's that one-on-one kind of matchup yeah, between and then, the pitcher you know, and the batter. Mm-hmm. Or in yeah, some cases, depending on the lens you're watching it through, it's it's one batter against nine defenders. Right, that's true. You know, and, and it's kind of when he's... And, the failure that's built into the sport when he does succeed, it's such a you know grand success. Everyone's so excited for him. <laughs> He's so excited for himself that it, you know, it, it's kind of cool. Hence the grand slam. Is yeah. baseball the only sport where the defense has the ball? Yes. Cool. I like that. Mm. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> before we move on to another topic, I wanted to quickly mention, because it, it's very apropos to it, of the U.S. Uh, women's national soccer team. Uh, recently, I'm sure, Mike, you're aware of this. Uh, they actually threatened to boycott the Olympics because they're not getting paid as much as the men's national soccer team. Wait, Olympians get paid? Yeah. Yes. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I thought when it was did just that all... start? I was just going to say, isn't it like an amateur that was supposed yeah, to be the I whole idea? I thought it was all sponsorship no, they, stuff. Mike, do you no, really they, know? they play so often. I mean, you have to compete year round, you know, because like the Olympics, you don't just pick a roster and send them. I mean, you do still have to qualify for the Olympics. So like two, three years in advance, there's months and months of games and qualifiers and then you play. I mean, they, they have to compensate these people. Hmm. Is that the same with like track stars? I mean, like, that I have like... no idea. Oh, I know okay. for the team sports especially soccer Do, where yeah, does sure. where does this compensation come from though is this just uh like a government handout sort of thing okay, so no, there's, there's, I, I didn't really mean it like that i, I totally mean, understand what you mean no there's <laughs> the u.s national like team that actually has endorsements and they make a lot of money off endorsement millions of dollars and also promotional deals on tv and stuff like that so they have millions of dollars and these players okay. are, so when you see like the the uh the U.S. team on the Wheaties box. It's like the team that gets the money from that, and then they distribute that yeah. well, rather than like Michael Jordan going and getting his own. It's thing. definitely a share of both, I would say. But I think the player would probably get a little more. I mean, in the, in the it's similar to the players' associations that the sports have. So there's mm-hmm. a difference between Michael Jordan going out and getting his own deal versus the organization itself getting a Wheaties deal and saying, "Michael, would you like to represent us on this box?" Okay, the revenue splits a little different. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. Okay, but anyways, the the fact is the women are actually bringing in more money than the men mm-hmm. because they're more popular right now. They just won the World Cup. They're amazingly popular. They sell out stadiums. For Wait, instance, this they is just, soccer? Soccer, okay. yeah. They sold out a stadium recently in 10 minutes, which is pretty unheard of for women's soccer. Anyway. For American about, soccer. American, especially American soccer. <laughs> yeah. American female soccer. Anyway, so they're getting paid as little as 40% of what the men earn, supposedly. <laughs> so there's wow. this whole thing they're thinking boycotting. And Landon Donovan, who's the uh, former star of the men's soccer team came out kind of critically against 
I don't know, against the female soccer team. Anyways, the point is that there's kind of this, this situation where now we, we think about, hey, because they're bringing in more money, shouldn't they be paid more? Or should they just simply be paid equal because they're doing the same thing? Do you guys think that, I don't know, how do you, yes. how do you feel on that? Just they I, should be paid equal? I personally think you should be paid based on the revenue you generate. Okay. Right. You know, same with college athletes. So they theoretically should be paid more than the men in this case. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I mean, because I, I was ready when I first saw the headline to be, I don't know, eye rolling, assuming mm -hmm. that, you know, like in most other sports, the men generate more revenue. And then this is a, some sort of a quality thing where we, you know, yeah. we'd essentially be giving a handout to say, hey, let's make everybody feel good. The men make the same as the women. But right. if the women generate more revenue, they should get paid more. I think that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I, I actually kind of agree. Uh, do, do you guys all agree to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that certainly makes uh, economic sense. What did, do you have what Landon Donovan said? How do you come out critically against the women? I forget. He had some tweet and I'm going to Google it, but let me get, do you guys want to, do you have something to talk about before I tweet this? So <laughs> I'm going to have to go in the dark. So Hold I you. looked up, I did some research to find out what the, um, while Sean looks this up or while Joey looks this up, I did some research to find out what the Native American uh, game was mm. that was played. Um, and I didn't find the answer. You know so. what? Wait, thank you for that, sharing. That was informative. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I was just trying to waste some time so Joey can look this up. I'm sorry out there, everybody in podcast land. Um, but I didn't find the answer. And I I, I was putting Native American game ball, Native American game circle ball, kick, Native American. I, I, then I ended up putting, I put Indian game ball because I'm like, well, maybe the internet's racist. That would be cricket, wouldn't <laughs> right? it? Yeah. Exactly. That textbook was probably written, what, in like the late 80s, early 90s? It might have been. Do you think the guy writing it just made it up? <laughs> It's very possible. Because I know if I was writing textbooks during yeah. that age, I would be making all kinds of things up. I've seen yeah. pictures, though. I've seen pictures of the the actual arena where they played it. It was essentially in, in an, uh, an inset dome, almost like a basement. And the circles, the, the game itself was you had to kick the ball through the circle. Um, and the circles themselves were about 10 feet up on either side. And there were two of them on the 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 longer walls. Um, so if you imagine like a swimming pool and then on either side of the pool uh, – um, you know, not where the diving board is on the other sides, on the sides of the pool, uh, at the top would be little circles. Um, that's the game I'm trying to think of, but so I can't like soccer and basketball guys. It's called Quidditch. So yeah, what did he, what was the tweet? Anyways, I, I don't think I'm quite accurate. I think he was misunderstood at first too. Basically he kind of said what we said. He said he's for, let me quote him. He said, I'm not for equal pay. I'm for fair pay. If they generate more revenue, they should be paid more. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what he said. But I think he first probably came out saying that the men generate more revenue, they should be paid more before he probably knew. And everybody Why else. do you, but, but from what you have there, though, he never came out. No, he didn't. I think that was a previous tweet he did. But and you don't have is, that? It's not in here. I don't know. You I, might have I, misunderstood, though. You might have just dogged the poor guy. And now he's no, like, I don't. I might have, but I think that's also what the media did. So it kind of echoed shit, what the media did. Are we on the hook for so slander now? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, shit, Joey. But I corrected it. Not really. <laughs> you're like you were still saying. I think he. I think before this, he may have said something. <laughs> he, he's bad still about a horrible women. person, but here's his backpedal. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, it's I don't okay. Even, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I care about truth here above all else. You guys yeah. know that. So I do want to get back to one thing that was uh, glossed over quickly, the the idea of uh, paying college athletes. So is, mm -hmm. is I, I don't know. Tell me why we don't. Revenue. I go back to, oh, okay. Tell you why we don't. Yeah. Why, Anybody, why, do, why isn't answer. that just a thing already? Why, Mike, why is it this? banned in all of the college sports that they should get any sort of payment? 
because all the guys who run the show make a lot of money and they have no incentive to allow that to change. It, it's literally just, I mean, there's no like well, old school. Like, no, there is. There is that old school mentality of amateurism and you don't get paid for this as a college player. Sure. You're doing it for the love of the sport. But that the whole argument there is that if people knew you were being paid, they wouldn't care about the sport anymore. That the sport would die <laughs> if you weren't like, an amateur. Null and void, like, yeah, it's all, a bullshit that's argument. Argument. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which of course. is because there's a whole bunch of people making <laughs> billions of dollars off gotcha. the backs of free labor. Right on. Right. You know, which yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense in this country. Nowhere else do we say like, hey, sorry, man, like, you just got to keep doing this for free. And I'm going to make all the money. The right. movie industry. Yeah. But other than that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Well, at least they, they pay something. And, and they have unions. Not when you're starting. Oh, okay. uh, you're you're really expected to work for free. There's for the a lot part. of jobs yeah. where you have to expect to be an intern for multiple. Well, most yeah, of those most of those like real. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In the in the movie industry, I was yes. saying movie industry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Well, too. but then again, you haven't you have the option to ask for money. Like you don't have to be you don't have to to act in the movie. Um, that that is offering no pay, but is but if you want to play. Right, you're you know, just never going to get gigs. You're you're never going to get to the point where someone pays you unless you're willing to get. I the, wouldn't go that far. It's possible. Uh, it I mean, is possible. How are you going to get seen by things as a quiet? I mean, especially now with like YouTube and all that. Like you can you can make a, you can you can work in entertainment and get paid for it, um, and never having worked for free. If you discount the idea of YouTube, you know you're making your quote unquote art trial, whatever the fuck you want to talk <laughs> about, um, beforehand. Uh, but but I guess my my point is that you know it's not like a short film is equivalent to you know Duke basketball. Okay. Yeah. How much money do those saying. films that you're talking about make? Oh, yeah. they don't make anything. Yeah, they don't yeah, make so any don't money make either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. there are clear billion dollar revenue <laughs> right. streams yeah, yeah. here. Right. On. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a false analogy. Certainly. No. If if everybody in the, in the NCAA tournament didn't show up on game day. There would be massive implications, lawsuits right. everywhere. People would lose their jobs left and right because all this money would just dry up. Why don't they? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it's a problem to get. The, the biggest thing that works in their favor is that the kids only have four years to play. Mm -hmm. So if you toss one of those away, that's it. You, you've already you, you lost twenty five percent of your playing career. Mm -hmm. Or let's say the other case where you're a guy who only really plans on going to college for one year, so you can use it as a stepping stone and go to the NBA. If you're caught up in this mess and you don't get to play and then you don't get drafted and then you don't get to go on to the next level. I mean, there's a very nice set of circumstances here to keep this machine rolling mm -hmm. and to prevent kind of a labor strike. So what would it take to really change everything? I mean, obviously, you know, during the NCAA championship, if one of the teams just went on strike and didn't play, everything would change overnight. Um, if right? All, I would if, imagine one of if, the teams. Of probably a few of the teams. If one team didn't show up, it'd be a huge story. If four teams didn't show up or eight teams didn't show up, they might change overnight. Oh, no, but I mean literally for like, let's say it's the championship, right? Yeah. Let's say it's the actual oh, yeah. they show NCAA. Up, yeah, one team doesn't, it, overnight, it, all, all of a sudden everybody would get paid. Mm -hmm. um, but so absent but, that... Then does that so, one team get blackballed for pretty much the rest of their career though? I mean... It's the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's possible, of course. You know, they might not be, they might not be able to play in the NBA, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I, I think ultimately, but that's what would change. Like Mike said, it's the risk. Some of these kids might get thrown out of school. Because yeah. a lot of them are in school, depending on the fact totally. that they are playing on the team. And then right, there goes exactly. their entire career. You know, yeah. they don't, they're going to risk their entire life because right. of this yeah. one. You have a lot of kids who wouldn't be able to get into that school or any school yeah. if it right. wasn't for shooting basketballs. Right. So, But obviously that would change it. So absent that, we have four teams not playing. But for how long would they not have to play, do you think? What do you, so let's say it's like the NCAA tournament and one little section in the bottom left corner four teams doesn't show up do you just lop that section of the bracket off oh i see and the people in the next section just advance once they get there i, I don't know because if it's mm. one team you just say like well they forfeited they didn't show up let's keep it moving and then in a week everybody would forget because they've got the national championship coming but right i mean that's why i i know one of the famous uh sports labor 
stories is when the NBA was, they almost had a lockout. Um, the players were going to boycott the All-Star game. And okay. the reason that would have worked is because it would have been all the most famous players in this spotlight game. Mm-hmm. And if they don't show up, it immediately becomes a national conversation. Whereas if they have like a little strike in a random game in Memphis on a Tuesday, you know, you might be able to sweep that under the rug. But if Michael Jordan and Larry Bird decide not to walk out on the court, then all of a sudden you got to do something about that. Got it. Okay. Um, so then what, what do you think would it take? Well, we're already moving in that direction. Okay. From where we were five years ago, where it was a stone cold, no, sorry, not happening. We yeah. can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's completely a non-starter. Now we're getting to the point where they're talking about, okay, well, we'd love to pay them, but how do we do it? Okay. That's, <laughs> that is, that's that where is we're stat. at right now. I think they that. give them stipends now, right? For a little bit more than- Some schools do. Some schools do, I think. Maybe There's included with their scholarship or something. There are conferences that have decided to adopt But it's still not- payment it's you know enough no, to it's you not know, a share make money i mean to not make money to yeah. pay for food has, and board, room and board and stuff has anyone come up with numbers on like what they should be earning well that's tough i mean it, look at the way they do it in baseball basketball football right they have a player association and then they collectively bargain for their share so some sports basketball and football namely they have a set percentage of the revenue generated by the sport which is classified in a certain number of ways certain things count towards that pot and some, certain things don't and then they have to get that percentage. And if they find out the league shorted them because they didn't give out enough money and salaries, then the, the league has to make up that difference. So they are kind of equal partners, and they've decided our labor is worth 51% or 48%, whatever. In baseball, they don't have that set relationship. In baseball, the players get what they get, and if the owners don't give out enough money, that's too bad. Or if the players earn a larger share of it than the owners would like, that's too bad. In the Early 90s, the players made 65% of the revenues. Some people say as high as 68%. Now the players make closer to, depending on who you're talking to, 38 to 43% of the revenue. Wow, really? So, And there's a lot of factors in that. And I could get into that and we could talk about that for the next hour, but <laughs> that's probably not a good use of our time. Um, I would so, argue it is. If <laughs> <laughs> you want to give us that, wait, is, that, is that it, just because there's we no regulation time. and there's no salary cap in baseball that the, the owners can effectively pay what they want? Yeah, and so some of the factors that go into why that number is going down are like the teams have gotten smart. So they realized keeping paying these guys year to year, sure, it helps us because we don't get locked into long-term dead money. But these players, when we pay them year to year, then all of a sudden when they have that MVP season, they can turn around and say, well, I'm the MVP. So now you got to pay me like the MVP and I need a huge contract. I need all this kind of money. What they realized is their information is so good, they do such a good job scouting that with a pretty high level of accuracy, they can identify which guys are going to be future stars. So you find those guys when they're young and they're in the you know controllable system. In baseball, the first three years of your career, you make about the minimum. The next three years, you are allowed to uh, restrictively argue what you should be paid. You don't get free market value. You get kind of a restricted free market value through arbitration. And then after that, you have access to the free market. So what they realized is... If you come at these players when they're young and they don't have any money and you offer them a number that is life-changing, 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, you can increase the amount of control you have over them from six years to eight years, nine years, 10 years, whatever it may be. And you can add things like club options. So instead of it being a guaranteed salary six years from now, we have the right to either give you that salary or not. So what happens is, is the teams realize, well, we have the six years we have usually go from about 22 to 27. And that's a very good part of your career, but you still have a lot of your prime left from 28 to 32. And then when you become a 28-year-old free agent, or 29-year-old free agent, all the other teams want to bid on you and you go out and make a humongous salary. So they said, well, we kind of want those 28 to 30 years. 
So now they give you contracts when you're 22 that cover you out to 30, 31. So when you're 31, they say, well, you're kind of old now. And our numbers say you're not going to get any better. In fact, you're probably going to get worse. So go ahead. You can be a free agent. And then all the teams, other teams say the same thing. You're old. You're not going to get any better. We don't want to be the ones holding the ticket when you get you know, injured and you don't want to, you're not good enough to start anymore, but we have to since you make $20 million. Hmm. So the players sold their revenue generating years, their prime years in order to get younger protection. And so what happens is when there aren't any 28-year-old free agents anymore, there are only 32-year-old free agents. So those guys don't make exorbitant salaries. They make less money. So the money oh, I see. doesn't trend any closer to the beginning of your career. So That's, It seems like Wall Street kind of stack yeah. the deck kind of thing. They, yeah. they, they made sure that all the free agents were around 32. So effectively their value went down by a shitload because once you pass the year 30, your athletic ability really does go down. It depends on the sport, but usually yeah. after 30... That's the brick wall. Kind it's of certainly thing. not going to go up unless right. you're Barry Bonds, and that circles back to our other. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. steroids, right? Yeah, I yeah. got that reference. Not a <laughs> um, nice, cool. Yeah, Thanks, and, and there are a lot it's of other factors that go into it, but that's the biggest one: is the teams have realized how to entice you to take less money now and short yourself later. And that so is that an okay thing? Is it? the way it ought to be should more sports be like that or is it I, yeah could those... it be argued that more um more kids are benefiting from this program like most of them wouldn't have gone on to be those awesome free agents so that not now a little bit okay. um it wasn't a great system because the teams initially were only giving those contracts out to the guys who had a high probability of being superstars and those okay. are the guys who need to earn the highest salary, so then the next level can move up with them. Yeah, yeah. So when the superstars aren't getting paid like superstars, then the next level of guys don't get paid more than the superstars. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of creates this sliding scale downwards mm. where you don't have the guys driving the market to new heights. And it's not that the players are being unfairly compensated. They're trading long-term upside for potential or for uh, security. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what happened is that that happened right around the time when TV revenues exploded. So mm. there wasn't an opportunity for all these free agents to come and take advantage of that new money because they were all locked in. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So when you say that um, the the players are earning like 30% of the earnings versus the 70 that they were, yeah. is that factoring in this, this giant uptick? Yes. Okay. So are the players essentially making the same that they were before and there's just more No, revenue? they're making more than they were before on okay. a dollar-for-dollar dollar basis. Gotcha. I mean, player salaries have increased. I want to say, I mean, all right, I, I don't want to put a real number out. Let's yeah. put a hypothetical number on it because I'm going to butcher the fact. <laughs> um, whatever player or team revenues have gone up, let's say 800%, in the last 25 years, player salaries have only gone up 350%. Mm. So they're still making a piece of the new pie, but right they're not making the piece they should make, gotcha. which is probably, and as evidenced by what basketball and football have taken in their sports, probably close to 50%. Okay. I see. Yeah. Got it. So it's still not morally just, I guess, in a way, but... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's also what's happened to the entire rest of the economy, though. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And baseball could get that system. Mm. They could put in a salary cap and a salary floor, and they could have their... 50%, but there's a reason they don't do that. It's because they want to take the chance that, uh, you know, if we all work together and we're smart and we band together as players, we can make more because we mm -hmm. deserve more. The most capitalist I'm... sport out there, basically. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. So it, is, it really is the most American sport. Crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're holding on. They're holding on. <laughs> well, know, the... soccer, ironically, is the other 
capitalistic American sport. sport? Oh. Not in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, they don't have any regulations, whereas they, they just the, the, the most popular have in the most money. American? Uh, no. American soccer? Or no. you mean just Sorry. European soccer? European soccer, Got it. Okay. Brazilian soccer, whatever other soccer. Uh, you, MLS is actually an anomaly. Yeah. The Major League Soccer in the U.S. is, they all have salary caps. They all have What's trend. the Euro, what's the world like soccer whatever the fuck like the team whatever you know the equivalent of mls or nba or mlb to well there's the different european the leagues FIFA? okay sure fifa oh, is the, okay. is That's the, is the international body but there's okay. for instance the english premier league which is probably the most literally the most uh money-making league in the world probably okay. next to the nfl yeah. i would guess right mm-hmm. i'm thinking right and and those like top or five maybe the spanish soccer maybe league, but, La Liga. Yeah. but the thing is those are split between kind of the top two or three teams it's more of a uh uh, an aristocracy where the top two teams get most of the, the money re- uh, from all the uh, TV revenue. Okay. But in the Premier League in England, there's actually more of a big split now. So even the bottom, like the 17th team gets actually like $150 million. Okay. So now there's actually a crazy amount of talent being brought into the English league because now even the smallest team gets so much money to spend on these million dollar players. Okay. Revenue sharing. Revenue sharing. That, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and cool. it's interesting is that every sport seems to have their own little micro economy and you were just speaking about baseball, yeah. but that's like, you know, we could all go into soccer and each yeah. little country and we can go into the NFL. Uh, well, do you it's know- important. It's like nobody in the Spanish league is a great example. It, unless you have this fatalistic mentality where I'm going to root for my fifth place team every year. And I love that. And I hope we can finish fourth. <laughs> you know, the Spanish league is not a lot of fun because you're never going to win if you're not <laughs> one of those two teams and they don't want a revenue share. Whereas the premier league realizes that if we share the money, the lower teams will be better. We'll still dominate them, but they'll they'll be better and the product will be better. And that's what we've decided in American sports. I mean, we have massive revenue sharing in baseball um, where you have to share a certain percentage of your locally generated revenue and then all the national genera- nationally generated revenue is split equally. And that's what it is in football as well. And it, it makes a better product. It helps the lower teams contribute so then the lesser cities can compete against New York and LA and all those other places and then it grows the sport nationally. I have a question about the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees have, yes, uh, mm-hmm. their own network, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that go to the revenue sharing? Does that, that revenue goes right to the Steinbrenners? It's a very good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. So, uh, I believe the local revenue split is somewhere between 33 and 40, 49%. So what the team started doing and the Yankees were one of the first ones, um, local television network is absolutely local revenue. So you have to share a portion of it. Now, at one point you only had to share money that was contractually part of the agreement. So if yes, was giving the Yankees a rights fee is what they call it every year. So they were giving them somewhere between 20 and $200 million a year just for the right to broadcast Yankees games. And that's what all the teams have. Uh, What the Yankees did and what a few other teams have done since, the Dodgers, the Mets, whoever, they've taken equity in the network. So they don't get this structured fee. And that's what the MLB says you have to share. You have to share. So then the team started taking equity instead. So they were still making this money, but it wasn't subject to sharing. And then in recent years, the the league got wise and said, you know, all the small market teams were like, this is bullshit. You know, they're still making $200 million a year. They're just not giving us a cut. Got it. And so now you have to do that. The Dodgers tried to do that. I was going to say, yeah, the Dodgers just Yeah, the Dodgers had like, in the initial deal, they were going to have, you know, 100% equity and no revenue. And they were like, well, I mean, we'd love to share. We just didn't, (laughs) didn't get a rights fee, so we can't share. And everybody blew the whistle and the league went a little crazy. Got it. Okay. So they are forced to share it now? Yeah. Yeah. And and that always becomes a structured settlement kind of deal where, you know, they, they are obligated to protect a certain portion, but because with the equity, they're not guaranteed to make money. But, you know, in the realistic world, they 
are going to make a fair amount. They need to share some of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> let's see where we can You're go driving. from here. Uh, well, I, do you do you have a segue? Because I have a question. I would love to hear your question. Okay. <laughs> I, we didn't really answer this. I know. What, what are sports? <laughs> I, I mean, really, like, I, yeah. so we talk about what is art. I mean, we can we can go into defining it, but and we can best. And What's I'd like to specify sports the sports game? versus games, but I don't even want to go there yet. I, I'd really like to just kind of get an answer first as to, I mean, what are they? What are sports? And I, okay, maybe we do have to broaden it then yeah, first. We kind of have to it, define what isn't a sport in order to figure out what is a sport. Um, well, perhaps we, maybe we should just start off. Can everybody agree that every sport is a type of game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is every game a type of sport? No. Wait, I don't know. Every a square is a rectangle. A rectangle is not a square. Okay, so we do have to start there. Yeah. Wait, okay. Uh, every sport's a type of game? Yeah. I'm, I'm asking, yeah. is every sport a type of game? Or are there games that are not sport? Okay. Sailing, sports sports are not games. Games. Is sailing a game? Sorry, yeah. Sailing, I feel like, is a sport. Okay. Um, well, okay, so let's, let's make it easier. How about Monopoly? Is Monopoly a sport? The, you ever play are, competitive Monopoly? There are <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. There are professional you could say yes. Monopoly tournaments. Okay, cool. So, so Monopoly could potentially be argued as a sport. I would say definitely not, okay. but yeah. Okay. I mean, so, chess is. You guys said chess was. Well, I also well, would I say said, chess is a sport. Sean Fox I would say chess is a sport. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm asking. It. Now, is, so okay. So then is there an instance where a game is not a sport? Uh, a sport is not a game. Uh, well, right, how about this? No, what? a game is not. Do no, we, a game uh, is not a sport. Well, okay, you, you're what going I said on, was, are yeah, all sports are all these. sports games, right? So, so in other words, in the the square rectangle analogy, you know, I, I'm talking about the the game is the rectangle, the sports are the square, exactly, right? That's yeah. what seems to be the suggestion, perhaps at least. That's I think everybody's kind of gut reaction, right? Most people would say checkers is not necessarily a sport, mm -hmm. uh, Monopoly is not necessarily a sport. However, it could be argued it's not. That's why I'm trying to, like Sean said, find out what is not a sport but is a game. Yeah. Um. So. Don't we have to define what makes a sport a sport? Are there some characteristics we can agree on here? Uh, like, okay, do you up. have to play against another person for it to be a sport? To me, I, I think you should. So that's why I don't think like running golf necessarily. Or, I don't think running, yeah. you know, or golf, you know, unless I can go in there and. Well, golf, you're still you. playing against another person. Well, to, wait, to running, post you're not, a score. You're not okay. running against another yeah. person. You're not running. Maybe you could argue that I could box you out. But you, let's let's call it like a. There's a sprint. no defense. Yeah. Let's have it like a sprint. I can't go in your lane and block you from running and you, we're, we're well, still just posting a score is nah. the is the psychological element of competition though inherent in it so in other words if i'm playing a game whatever it may be against a person yet it's only individual so golf is a good or i guess running's a perfect yeah. example right um i i may be driven to run faster simply by the knowledge that that person has posted a different number yeah so it is that element i would say anytime you introduce the element of competition yeah it becomes a game mm -hmm. um yes I don't want to go to sports yet, but I think it becomes a game. So if you are just running on your own by yourself, yeah. um, no, I don't think that that is a sport. That is a game because you're not competing against anything unless you want to argue you're competing against yourself. Yeah, your own time. Your previous and time. And which I'm going to bounce this ball 20 times and see if I can bounce it I would say it is a game at that point. It becomes it competition game. against yourself yeah. is a game. So to broaden that, I don't think you necessarily have to be against another person, but the element of competition needs to be involved in it. I would argue. Okay. I, and I, you're absolutely right. There's a humongous psychological component, whether we're okay. throwing darts or running or golfing, whatever it is. I personally think the physical component is what, is what graduates you from a competition to a sport. Uh, how about, is, is mental also physical? So chess? So if you're playing against somebody... See, I, I, that's why I think chess has more in common with most 
sure recognize sports than golf does. But I guess my point is, do you is is mental stimulation physical or not? I don't think so. Okay, why not? What's the distinction? I mean, I think chess is a tough one because I am physically moving pieces to places you cannot move them. I'm I'm trying to outsmart you. It's a strategy. Sure, but on a larger scale, like your brain is a muscle and it is Burning you know exercised, calories. and you are you are yeah. But I I think your your point of my beating you in this foot race is motivating you to run faster is absolutely something that's happening. But I don't think that, I mean, your emotional struggle with what motivates you to run has anything to do with our competition. Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking past each other. I, I was, I was, I was trying to go back to the idea of whether or not a mental activity, um, is physical or not. Um, but you were talking to my point before. Yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Okay. So we'll address that first. Um, so say it again. I'm sorry. So, if if you need this psychological drive of me running next to you to, for you to post a better score, I don't think that – I think that just goes into how you are you know, a faster – I'm not making just sense. Just a motivated no, I think, workout. I, I think I understand. I think whatever goes into you posting your score, you're still just posting a score. Okay. So it, um, okay. The, then how do you define the distinction between competition of but, – but I guess you're discounting that element of – or I guess we're redefining what you mean by competition. Yeah. I don't think – a physio or a physiological or psychological there it is. <laughs> I don't think a psychological element. impact is enough for me to, I don't know, manipulate your score. Okay. So to clarify, if we're running next to each other, yeah. it's a sport. If I'm just running and I know your score is up there. No, I don't think either one's a sport. I think oh, they're okay. competitions. Because if, if, we, have, defense, if we have a set lane and mm -hmm. you can't run in my lane and I can't run in yours. Then in a perfect world in a vacuum, I can't influence your score. Okay, you know, I mean, you I could I could be talk. making faces at you. I could sure. be talking shit. You're really just posting a score. Sure. Okay. Um, so so wait, what do you call uh, the things okay. that are so so? I so, would call those competitions. When it's a it, okay. score posting game, and who can post the highest score, I would call that a competition. So there's a third level. Okay. Now yeah. are all competitions games? I, I think so. They're basic, okay. At their most basic level, I think so. Okay. Is there any game that is not a competition? Like, know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, do we consider competing against yourself competing? Yeah, we we considered that a game. So yeah, so that, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so then in that case, can we simply agree that a game is synonymous with a competition under Mike's definition or not? Uh, no, because okay. I think the um, uh, the other element or the other person is involved in the competition. No, no. Another person is involved in the sport. Another person is not necessarily involved in a uh, in a in a game so, yeah, or competition. Well, the, I think that was the distinction between game and competition, whether or not there is another person involved. Oh, oh. So there was a third. I'm sorry. So, so it's well, game no, no, competition. That's why or I sport. think that's when you get into sport. Is so the when there's between a competition person. and a sport is that I can physically impact your score. Well, let's clarify well, this. The, so from the running analogy, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. I'm if I'm running by myself and just trying to beat my best time, yeah. I would consider that an internal game. Mm -hmm. If I'm running against running in a tournament and I'm trying to beat the times of other people, I would consider that a competition. If I'm running in a roller derby, then I would consider that a sport. Because I <laughs> Why can are you running in a roller or derby? Or not running, but if I'm, <laughs> if I'm rolling kidding. in a roller derby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, because I can I influence understand. the other people. I I that's a good point. If we're playing Monopoly right now, it's a game. But if we're playing the Monopoly World Championships, it might be a competition. Or yeah. Whatever it would be. Or a sport, you mean? Yeah. Okay, so context matters. And then if, but so, all right, so let's get into the next part of whether mm -hmm. or not chess is a sport. Because I think chess is more of a sport than golf is because I can impact your your play. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it I a sport I think there is all? a physical aspect. 
okay. where you have to actually, I don't know, I don't want to say sweating, but you know, there, there's <laughs> well, a no, physical yeah. aspect like I said, to what a, makes a, it a brain is a muscle, a muscle yeah. and et cetera. So you can yeah. go off that. So I don't know what we would call board games in their in things of that nature, but I think they're more like sports than competitions. Slash games. Yeah. Hmm. But a game is different from a competition, I think, right? From Sean's analogy. Um, if you're running against yourself, it's it, it. If you're running against yourself to beat a time that you have set, it's a internal game. It's an, but I guess it is well, a comp- internal yeah, competition. It's the, too. it's the Russian nesting doll thing. So, like a yeah. a sport is a competition and a game. A competition is a game as well. But a game can be just itself. Maybe I I, I don't know why running against yourself to beat your own time is a is a game or is a is a competition, competition and not necessarily that, a game. I that's can't. what I'm saying. It's it's a game, but not a competition. Yeah, he's saying the opposite. Oh, so, so the, the competition is when you're running to beat a p- score that someone else has posted. Exactly. That's the tournament. Okay. A game is just running within yourself. Exactly. Thing. See, I don't know if I can agree with that. I, I feel like once you're running. I don't know if I agree. It just seems like a clear definition. It's not a bad <laughs> definition, but I'm not sure I can agree with it. I don't see the difference between somebody else's. Well, obviously, I do see the difference between somebody else's time and your own time. It's a fucking somebody yeah. else's time. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm fine with that. There is another person involved, and yet it's still not a sport. Um, okay. I'm Another Peloton carrying green. <laughs> okay. Um, however, running by yourself, gallivanting like a bunny. Could <laughs> be a hobby. Without, yeah. yeah, I think it's just a hobby. It's a pastime. Right? Yeah. I think it's just a hobby. Um, it, a short pastime. Okay. So it is. So we now have gotten to the core of the Russian nesting doll, which is the pastime. <laughs> um, so all of these are Which pastimes. includes knitting and- uh, Slash hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Of course. Um, and art even in Sean's <laughs> <laughs> not try though, yeah. not try. Nope. I know. That I understand. Not a pastime. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. Okay. So that's the, that, um, so now do I agree with all this? <sighs> do your put, calculations, get yeah. the calculator we, out. We've put forth <laughs> a hypothesis. <laughs> now, uh, so a sport is, uh, so a sport under our definition requires a separate, requires another person to play against. Um, uh, that and their play needs to be able to affect yours directly, not necessarily psychologically. There essentially needs to be a defense and an offense. Yeah. Okay. In my definition. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't dislike I, it at all. And I, I agree with everything I except it. I like. I think actually there is a psychological defense. I do think you can psych someone out kind of bit. Uh, okay. My You're trying exam- to force ba- basketball or basketball into this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I really do want to start a sport. Clearly, <laughs> that is psych out. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Uh, I think the, I think the golf is could be fun, but we already have puttball, so I don't want to step on Shiba's she- <laughs> shoes. Psychological. Okay, so how? Um, sh- I guess I guess psychological. My, my so evidence I, is oh, and, well. I mean, just getting back to the running because that's just kind of the most play. basic thing. Um, I think that if you had a, uh, if we looked at the competition where we have two people running in a tournament, if it was okay to intentionally psychologically manipulate the other person, even though you couldn't go into their lane, I would then consider that a sport. I would think that that brings that up to the level of being able to influence the other person. Yeah, but, but now you can't actively manipulate someone to use your slippery slope argument which admittedly is not a great argument but it's always a great argument (laughs) but the point is but but um how is their score not a psychological 
you know, feats yeah. that they've because implied, it's that it's not something implied. that you're actively controlling in a defensive and offensive sort of situation. So it's you know it is it when you we've already established that when you, it's just a score posting that that is a competition. But if you can influence other people in during so the course during of that con- the course of the play, I think yeah. so, I think that is. I, the, I, I I'm on board so. with that. Okay, yeah. so I mean, it's psychological play. jumping competition. Mm. If I can jump longer than you can, and it's not really that close, you're never going to beat me, right? Yeah. Ever. Right. And I think that takes away from some of the sport aspect that we both have a chance. We both can yeah. impact play. Sure. If you could tackle him as he leapt from that long jump, yeah. that would be a sport. Sure. Okay, okay, well, I have a question. What happens if, as that long jump guy, as the record holder, walks by the other competitor and whispers in his ear, you know, you're fucked, you suck, yeah. whatever, and then that's, that guy fucks up, isn't that some sort of defense? If that's part of the game, if that becomes part of no? the actual play, Don't then yes. live with these psychological pressures at all times? Though? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like, for like, sure. Let's say yeah. I'm up there shooting free throws and nobody has spoken to me and, and nobody is talking shit. But I know if I miss this free throw, I'm not going to contract. Going to get a contract next year, and then my baby daughter is going to starve. <laughs> you know, right. I'm still like, it, yeah. what's the difference? Right. It's, yeah. I agree, actually, to an extent. I think there might be an added pressure when you have the competitor, when you have Reggie Miller taunting John Starks. Another great thirty for thirty. I'm yeah. Shout out, Winning Time, awesome th- documentary. <laughs> but anyways, the point is that yeah, I think it does. It, it's just an extra level, I guess, of psychological. It can bring okay, so there. So let, we can also just say there are instances. If we've agreed the fact that there are instances in which psychological warfare can 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 cause a competition to become a sport, then we can say that it's it is sort of a changing line in a way. And if you are shouting at yeah. someone while you're running, arguably it could be a sport. And then I guess whispering in someone just before they go to run is vaguely the same thing. But really, we're just talking semantics here. So, well, I think the defining line is during the during the action or. Maybe, but I mean, it's I don't I don't see the real huge difference between whispering it to them right before they start running and once they start running. There is a difference. uh, What happens if I whisper to you in your ear before you swing your golf swing, and then as you're swinging your golf swing, I say, "Hey, Sean, fuck you." Isn't that a difference but before and during? Well, let's look at this the way you. What what was your argument from last week where you started from something very small? The bartender argument here. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have to go out, and and I told you that. I can throw a football 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And I said, Sean, you can't beat that. He said, yeah, I can. But we don't live anywhere near each other, so you're going to do it. Tell me how you did. So you know you've got to report to me how you did. That is a certain amount of pressure. Then let's say uh, you know that I'm going to be watching, and mm-hmm. I'm going to sit you know, 500 yards away. Mm-hmm. And then now let's say I'm sitting in the stands. Now let's say I'm sitting next to you, mm-hmm. or I'm yelling in your ear, or you know, I'm breathing on you, or whatever it is. At what point does it transfer from... This whispering in your ear argument too. You know, I, I would psychological argue. The, I would argue the presence, the pr- the presence of the person once you're there together. So the the score being posted on there, yeah, and just being able to see the score is not psychological warfare. Um, but you it, like connecting with them in some case. Perhaps it's not a. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it might not have to be physical. You could just send a text like you suck. Yeah, and I guess it's arguably the same thing. If that if we are. Including the psychological warfare on it, which yeah. I think is why I think the slippery slope argument has been an issue. Um, God, well, you always got to be right. Uh, my dick, I, I just man. think so, that- I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I wasn't. I, had to, I was. Speak, I'm the one who made the argument. I no, wasn't I, suggesting. I, you I, I just love my slippery slopes. Man. <laughs> you do. We should call you the skier or something like that. 
That's fucking good. That's really good, Joe. That was quick, man. That is not good. You should <laughs> yeah. not be encouraging that <laughs> no, shit. Scared? You should be. Yeah. No, oh, no. you're fucked, Johnny. We, we that's can good. Improve, we can improve you're that. You're skiing. You're going skiing. That that's ha- gonna. It's gonna. That's a thing now. That, you're going skiing. That already has a really yeah weird that's connotation a, to it, sir. Does it? You're going skiing. What is oh, that? Oh, it absolutely does. Oh, is that a sexual thing? Then? Yeah. yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jerking off two guys, sitting bitch in a car. Yeah, you're going skiing. That was a thing of my youth. A phrase from my youth. Then certainly. I'm okay. even more going to use it now <laughs> because it's a fucking bad jerk off <laughs> argument. And I'm totally going to call you a skier or I think anybody at this point once you start going down the slippery slope line. Yeah. So I am currently being a skier, which is why this is I devolving. think that was also in Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, there you go. To an- Mike, to answer your question, I don't. I, I honestly don't know where, the, the, where I would set the line um, – in that case, I, I I think if psychological warfare is part of it, yeah, I, I you know posting posting the score within yourself, just being there is not psychological warfare. Once you've intentionally tried to make connection in any capacity, I would say it is psychological warfare. Um, so text, I don't think you have to be present, but you do. Ha- the intent of communication needs to be present. That would that would in my, I would say make the distinction and make the jump from competition to sport. Gotcha. Are you on board so, with that? Not really. Okay. Because I, I think like your score is still going to be your score. Maybe I can psych you oh, out. Oh, because of the fact that, saying. right, because of the fact that and your yeah. psychological element yeah. of it is present across the what board. What if me so saying that to you makes you better? I, I don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, there's always psychological pressure in every sport game right. element of your life. Right. So me amplifying or de-amplifying that, I don't think that changes these game to competition to sport okay. wherever we are in the russian nest doll right all right mike swayed me fuck that it's yeah, not that psychological warfare is not yeah it can be a part of competition but i don't think it, it right it doesn't it, it doesn't yeah. semantically transition a, a competition yeah, to it a doesn't game. change the level done so, beautiful based on our give defi- a clap little clap action based on our what um Please clap. Yeah, that was uh, more appropriate. Um, but no, what I wanted to ask then is, so based on our definition, um, do esports qualify as sports? Esports? Yeah, uh, um, video game sports. Yeah. Oh, right. So, okay. So, so uh, go ahead. So I, I don't have a, a word for this yet, but I think just like the way chess and other board games are more like sports than competitions, I think esports are more like sports than competitions. Right, right. I don't know what word you want to give yeah, the non-physical activity sports. You, you but, want a, a uh, another level in there? Board sports, or uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, vir- virtual sports. sports. Just call it a yeah. sport. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a name for that bucket, mm. but I think it fits there. Uh, it's so, going to become so virtual a, reality very soon because virtual right, reality is exactly. already coming out. Well, for but video this games. is a good question. I mean, so playing a, a first-person shooter, um, so like Halo or whatever, mm-hmm. is that equivalent to playing chess? Yes. Yeah. Certainly. And then when I think you, it's much closer to chess than it is to golf. Okay. Yeah. And then when you put that in a tournament, that becomes a competition. Um, but since you do have the ability to influence other people and there is an obvious offense and defense, doesn't that bump it up to oh, standard Oh, right. The sport? offense and defense. Okay. That's yeah. the key. Then, You're trying not to die. Well, You're trying to ESPN you. does have a section on their website for esports, just to bring that back home yeah. to the ESPN. Well, sure. But I mean, you the, know. The well, StarCraft yeah. tournament's on ESPN, or I think it was. I guess my, I, you're, you're right, but I guess in, in our semantic discussion, I don't think ESPN say necessarily no, oh, transitions anything. Absolutely not. Else. Right, exactly. That's true. Right. I guess that's all I was saying. So yeah, you're right. The entertainment be. is before the sports and ESPN. Right on. That's the other question. That's okay, good. good. So our so we've defined what a sport is and the difference between the different things. Um so now I guess we can ask 
the the next questions are sports entertainment or is it just entertainment i mean why do we do we play sports because it's entertaining for us do we play sports because i thought sports entertainment was others? a euphemism for like pro wrestling where it's like not a real actual competition where it's like a rigged hmm. out oh sure okay so there's no euphemism of... intended here I'm, i just mean literally right. what, what why okay why why do we play sports <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I mean, you want to talk about this at the the very most basic carnal level? Yes, that's of course. More like, I think you're probably right there. Okay. That, that, and I think there's a need to compete with others, and it, it maybe it goes back to competing for mates. Genetics, right? I was you need say. to prove in some way that you're better than the guy next to you. And we've all kind of societally decided we don't need to kill each other to do that anymore. Okay, so it's a so you know. Mm. Me saying I can make more free throws than you, I win that little micro battle, and you know I, I move a peg up and you move a peg down, and it's satisfying a base yeah. urge while satisfying society's need for temperance. I guess. Got it. Do you think it start historically speaking? Do you think it started from games and worked its way up to sports, or do you think it started from sports competition wise and worked its way down to personal games? No, games to sports. Yeah, games to sports. Games to sports. So yeah. there were yeah. people just kind of fucking around, just playing. yeah. I can throw this rock farther than you. Yeah. That's a sport yeah. though. But does that come before war? Is it? Oh right, in, no, it's, in, it's competition. In Braveheart, that's it's competition. You know but about? well, I guess my what, what I was trying to say is like you know, a, 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 I, do you think there was a person out there just within themselves trying to throw a rock into you know a specific little you know puddle, right. or do you think? someone went to the other one and that actually meant I'm going to throw this into the puddle. Ooh, I think can't. it might be the latter. Because I'm thinking if I lock the three of you guys yeah, in a padded too. room and put any object in there yeah. whatsoever, within a few hours you'd be competing over something with that object. I, I like feel, who yeah. can throw it off three walls? And you know, Yeah, whatever. I think so too. I think it, it started I think from the, sport and worked its way down to game. Per see, I think, I think the escalation of that happens, but I think it does happen the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm going to pick up the ball and start bouncing it against the wall a couple of times before I say, hey, I bet I can bounce this more off the wall and catch it more times than you. Yeah, but in the most primal historical element of it, I don't know if I, I don't know if the idea of that, you know, w- would have occurred to someone. It's a chicken and egg mm. thing. I, it's it's I think well, it's evolutionary. Well, it's more, there's an answer to that question yeah. too, though, right? Yeah. If you're more competitive, there's two answers you're, to that actually. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if you're more competitive, maybe you're naturally going to want to say, "Hey, I can throw this ball farther than you." If you're more of an introvert, maybe like Sean, maybe you just want to throw it against the wall. More. Well, that's why I mean historically, like um, historically I, speaking, d- were, was humanity more? You know, I would say historically speaking, humanity was more competitive. Right, over that's the years. what I'm saying. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think like, he, he might be right though. If we're talking about historically like ancient times humans trying to figure out what they're going to do with their time i don't think they had a lot of leisure time right that's what i mean so it all started with one guy doing his job for the community Mm -hmm. and another guy saying like i I can can do do that that." um okay well maybe so i can carry more bales of hay Mm -hmm. i can move more rocks than you are but simultaneously like right next to them there might have been you know two people competing for the woman and wondering who could and just wrestling you yeah. know what i mean so they were having a sport where two other people were having a game so it could have it could have grown simultaneously and then kind of crossed over i just have a hard time like making that mental jump from like i, I see an e- easy evolution from i'm going to be doing this thing to oh i can challenge this other guy to do this thing because i know i can well, do no, it. i do too but i also see an easy evolution between two people saying i'm gonna fucking kill you because i want to mate and then that going down to well i need to be stronger and so you know you you're mm. kind of teaching your kid if you want to be the strongest one you have to lift this you know hey little rocky caveman you need yeah. to ro- you need to lift this rock so bam, you can bam. be strong right yeah. exactly bam bam thank you you know what I mean so I could see both I could see both directions of it yeah, yeah, I guess right. um 
And then over time, I think we've just defined them as two different things. Um, and they are clearly two different things at their most base level. Is there, well, okay, then, but no, they're both competition in a way, but one has a more aggressive warlike element of it, i.e. sports. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other is just a game. So they are two different things. It's, and then grown into this Russian nesting doll that we've had. Okay, <laughs> so that's what sports are. Um, <laughs> is it- <laughs> yeah, and I think sports are more like war in that sense, where you know you don't have a war with yourself. Right. We don't, mm. you know, put like scores <laughs> on the board and man. say, hey, "Respect my scores, sir." Keep that land. Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair enough. I guess I'm on board with that. Um, is it okay that it's entertainment that we watch it that way? Should it's always it, been that should way. Should it be so? But is it okay? Is it moral? Should should we should we? You know, I think we had said earlier, like maybe it is sort of trivial, maybe it's trite. Um, is there a place for it in our in our current society? Is it just an escape? Is it equivalent to movies? Well, uh, either way, there is certainly a place. I mean, there's a place for escapism. That isn't that like proven through the the sort of uh, Roman give them games and you know appease the masses sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know when they didn't. Are you have- just quoting Gladiator? Am I? Uh, <laughs> Most of my knowledge comes from it's TV fine, movies, so that's probably possible. Um, but no, I mean, there there was certainly a period where they had shut down all of the games in, in Rome, and that led to a sort of deterioration of the masses. There was this lack of focus among the people, and when they brought the games back, that sort of, you know, invigorated them. Um, it also kept them distracted. So okay. at this point, you know, um, games are, are, are an excellent distraction. They okay. certainly yeah. are Good useful. Yeah, I mean, especially in a a world where religion is ever uh, ever sinking into the depths and, and disappearing, um, they're yay. Def- <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's always need, going to need to be a distraction for humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's either sports or the Kardashians. And yeah. have you ever lived in a city that had a championship sports team at that time? Yeah, <laughs> I was in Chicago. For- it is a lot of fun. That's <laughs> true. You know, you get a sense of community that doesn't exist ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, true. You know, I remember when the Phillies won the World Series, I was at the clinching game and I was hugging other people's children, like three-year-olds, <laughs> and carrying them over my head. And their parents were totally okay with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if I were to do that at yep. any other time, I would get assaulted. Yeah, very so. much. If not arrested. And, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> Great. This whole time he's been a Phillies fan and I haven't even talked about Philadelphia sports. Oh, yeah. I, I have no interest in talking about Philadelphia sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. I'm glad we didn't talk I, about I, I love them. I hate them. And, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We understand each other. Okay. So as far as the question is, what are sports? Kind of answered it. As far as the question is, what is sports role in our society or in our childhood or in education? Maybe it isn't. I don't know, man. No, we just answered it's it. The great community. distraction. Community. Great yeah. distraction. Well, is it to, to what extent do we answer that? I mean, to I know. Very to, what, to whatever extent is necessary. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm trying to get to an I don't know, man, but I guess we don't How have How are you going to do it, though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Did you just pull the e brake on his driving session? Yeah. <laughs> I needed one. I was on the rails. <laughs> we look out for each other here. Pilots anchoring with the show where I don't know, man. Because the truth is, I don't know, man. I just. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't
Play ball. Was that good? Is that okay? I've yes. never done one of those. <laughs> you win. <laughs>